When you are looking for ways to stand out amongst the competition, custom-branded merchandise is a great investment for your brand. If you need custom t-shirts, hoodies, polos, hats, or other items, then you need to call The Merch Man. The Merch Man specializes in custom items for businesses, bands, artists, brands, and more. The Merch Man offers screen print, direct-to-garment, and embroidery for small orders or big bulk orders. We also offer online store setup and a complete fulfillment center with the best profit margin in the industry. For qualifying applicants, call The Merch Man today at 304-362-2131. That's 304-362-2131. Custom merch fast and at its finest. And welcome to the Brian Reznor Experiment. I am Brian Reznor, and I am your host today, of course, because it's my experiment. The response from last week's show has absolutely blown me away. I cannot believe that that many of you actually give a shit what I have to say, but you do. So here I am to say more stuff this week with episode two. Back in the saddle, baby. And that's exactly what I am. Back in the saddle. I got an action-packed show for you today. We've got Cohen the Butcher and Tony from Kingpin Promotions, the creator of Metal in the Mountains. Stopping in to talk about the evolution of Metal in the Mountains and what we can expect from this year's festival. Also, later in the show, we're going to have the great debate on vaccines. There are two sides to this argument. One side I kind of think is stupid. The other side I think is the right way to go to get rid of this pandemic. But we are going to explore both sides and talk about this to see if we can have any common ground later in the great debate. We are also going to talk about TV shows and movies you can expect in August and what you might want to check out. Don't forget to like us on Facebook. Do not forget to follow us on Twitter, follow us on Instagram, and also go to Facebook and join the Focus Group of Res. It is the best way to control the content that you want to hear right here on the Brian Resner Experiment. We got a whole lot of show for you today, and I think you are going to like it. Coming up next, it is late news breaking. Stay with us. Your systems are offline. The Brian Resner Experiment on Superior Radio Network. Everybody's talking about the new tablet made of yellow 8x11 paper and it has a stack of memory. And it comes with this black stylus so you can write right on the tablet. Make a mistake? No problem. Just use the delete function and cross the mistake off. One of the best parts, the theft protection. We tested leaving the tablet on a table outside a coffee shop. No one ever steals it. It's there when you return. It's the all-new yellow legal pad and black pen, also available in white and blue. In the 1990s, it was glamour shots. Glamour photography shops were in just about every mall. And now, get ready for COVID shots. Instead of taking a selfie when you get vaccinated, we've set up photography studios at health clinics. Oh, that's good. Show a little bit more arm. Dip the shoulder down. Yes, nice. Give me that seductive look that says, I got mine. 
Yes. Celebrate you being fabulous and capture that just vaccinated look forever. I could do without the duck lips. COVID shots. Not necessary. Contoured makeup and big hair extra. There is no way that I'm getting vaccinated. I did my research. And that vaccine is dangerous. Totally agree. The vaccine is super dangerous. It's like a million guns that doctors put in your body. Wait, what? Yeah, why do you think they call it a shot? It's a million tiny guns that we give to your immune system to help them fight the illegal COVID immigrants. Slow down. The vaccine is guns and COVID is illegals? Yeah, that's why you get two shots. The first shot is building a wall so that COVID can't get it. And by the way, we use the genetic code of the virus to build the vaccine. So it's kind of like we built the wall, but the virus paid for it. I am so fucking hard right now. And the second shot is millions of tiny loaded air 15s so your blood cells can fight the COVID that that sneaks in past the wall. Well, now I don't know what to think. Listen, I get why you're worried, but you should know we only give the tiny guns to some of the blood cells. But why not all the blood cells? Every blood cell has a God-given right to bear tiny arms. Oh, I agree. It's just... Nothing. What? I could get canceled for saying this. That means you have to say it. Okay, even though it's not politically correct. We would give the tiny guns to all the blood cells, but the only ones that are good enough and responsible enough to get the guns are the white blood cells. Breaking news. Trump supporters all over the country are now getting the COVID vaccine. It's now time for late news breaking. A new study finds that Americans think showers are more relaxing than baths. Define shower, replied R. Kelly. R. Kelly says he's broke. It's kind of ironic that R. Kelly has fell so far that he literally doesn't have a pot to piss in. Prince Charles and Princess Diana got married 40 years ago last week. Wow, already. I guess it's true what they say. Time flies when you don't really give a shit. It's official Alabama has more fast food restaurants per capita than any other state, which is tough news for anyone worried about citizens' health, but great news for anyone selling personal mobility scooters. In the same study, we found out that New Jersey has the second least number of fast food restaurants per capita in the U.S. Forget inflation and crime. This is the number one problem facing New Jersey, replied Chris Christie. Donald Trump's political organization has raised $102 million, which means he can now afford to pay for recounts of the 2020 election for the next 20 years. Olympic viewership is down significantly this year. I'm thinking probably it's because it's 1% sports and 99% ads of the clunkiest streaming service on the planet, Peacock. California approved an animal welfare measure that could make bacon hard to get. And then they resumed wondering why the other 49 states completely despised them. Kim Jong-un appears to have lost more weight. He credits a popular North Korean diet fad called starvation. Hawkeye premieres on Disney Plus in November. So if you want to watch your favorite Avenger, don't watch Disney Plus in November. Men who ejaculate 20 times a month cut their risk of getting prostate cancer. So technically, Pornhub is also now a healthcare provider. A trailer park for swingers is opening in Louisiana. Their slogan, if the meth labs are rocking, don't come a knocking. Spirit Airlines just endured four straight days of massive cancellations. And while the cancellations have been brutal for the passengers on the plus side, at least they didn't have to suffer the indignity of flying Spirit Airlines. Shipping delays are leading to higher toy prices this year. In the case of Mr. Potato Head, it is now going to cost an arm and a leg to buy an arm and a leg. Internet personality Christine Chandler, formerly known as Chris Chan, has been arrested and labeled male in prison for allegedly raping her 79-year-old mother with dementia and bragging about it on a recorded call. There is no joke here. What in the absolute fuck did I just read? 
That's your mom. And she's 79. Shit. The Sturgis Motorcycle Rally starts Friday in South Dakota, and no one is more excited about it than coronavirus. Lollapalooza took place downtown Chicago last week despite safety concerns about COVID and even more safety concerns about downtown Chicago itself. Senator Lindsey Graham tested positive for COVID-19 despite being vaccinated. Graham will have to be quarantined for 10 days, but that is not a problem for Graham. He is used to isolation with all the time he spends buried in the closet. Dr. Fauci says unvaccinated Americans are propagating this outbreak. It's that kind of language that keeps this country so divided between people who do and don't know the meaning of the word propagated. All federal employees now have to get the COVID vaccine. I feel bad for the CIA. Now they've got to microchip themselves. Bill and Melinda Gates are officially divorced. Now Bill can concentrate fully on his maniacal plot of controlling everyone in the world through microchips inside COVID vaccines, right? No, seriously. What's next for Bill? Well, he's a billionaire. So legally, by 2021 code, he is required to get a rocket and be launched into space. A California restaurant will only serve unvaccinated customers. Intentionally getting diners sick. Isn't that Taco Bell's gimmick? The CDC wants students to wear masks this year, but conservatives have vowed to do all they can to stop the implementation of critical face theory. When we introduced statewide mandates on seatbelts for your own stupid safety, not everyone was on board. But the Click It or Ticket campaign reminded drivers of the unwanted consequences of driving without a safety belt. Now we come up on another mandate for your stupid safety in the middle of a worldwide pandemic. The CDC is proud to announce Mask It or Casket. This virus isn't gone. And with the new variants out there, you really have a choice to make. So when you are bitching about your rights or whatever you people are talking about, just remember, Mask It or Casket, as in put on a mask or you might die. There they go now. That's the way you do it. You offer prizes so they get the vaccine. Oh, now it's working. That's the way you do it. You tease with money like they've never seen. Look at her. She's going to Hawaiian Islands, man. Wish I could go there. And look at that guy. He just won the latest contest. Like Thurston Howe, now he's a millionaire. We got to move these folks by the millions. Gotta reach herd immunity. We got to pay them for vaccinations. Gotta let them win the lottery. right folks some people are getting paid to get the vaccine that is the new thing states are coming up with different ways to pay people to get the vaccine which could cause some problems with all the people who've already gotten the vaccine you know where's their reward but uh nevertheless i don't really want to talk about vaccines yet because we've got the great debate coming up and it's going to be about vaccines and i'm I'm ready to talk about that then right now i'd like to talk about something a little lighter and that's the question that everyone always has for you what should i watch on television or on 
on Netflix or on Hulu or on, you know, many different streaming networks that have all types of different shows and, and uh, series and movies and all kinds of things that are coming out. So I wanted to talk about that. And I brought my good friend, Stephen Barker and Lou Whitener here to have a conversation with me about that. How are you guys doing? I just want to start by saying I don't really and this is not me being pretentious douchebag whatsoever. I want to preface this. I am not a pretentious douchebag. The fact is, I don't really watch TV. I don't have time to. I'm familiar with things. Well, that means that if you have not watched any television, that means that you have not put yourself through that which is He-Man. And we can start with that. He-Man came out and... Uh, that it's a new series, five episodes. It was uh, directed by Kevin Smith, and nobody was more excited about He-Man than I am. And uh, I was kind of let down. Barker, did you watch He-Man? I watched uh, about the first three episodes, and then I couldn't get through it anymore. You know, Reznor, I was just as fired up about you to watch it, and it was something that me and you talked offline a lot about. And because I am knee-deep in the YouTube commentary society, uh, there were leaks that had happened up until, you know, up uh, like almost nine months ago that were rumors that Kevin Smith was going to come in and destroy our childhoods. And Kevin Smith did a fantastic <laughs> job of destroying our childhood. When I was a kid, every day I got home at 2.30 p.m., I think it was probably on syndicated on Fox, maybe. I watched that show every day of my life when I was a seven, eight, nine-year-old kid. And, and and you know, the 2002 re reboot was pretty excellent as well. But man, this one, it wasn't made for anyone. Brian, who do you think that show was made for? Well, you know, that's what I was wondering. Because, I mean, if you, if you watch this show, and, and Lou, I know you haven't seen it, but this is just, uh, you know, you did watch He-Man when you were a child, correct, Lou? Of course I did. Of course I did. Well, look, picture He-Man. Now, completely redone. The art looks amazing. Everything about this mm -hmm. is amazing, except for the story. And the story revolves... The story? <laughs> Well, the story revolves around Tila being basically the main character, which kind of changes the whole He-Man and the Masters of the Universe uh, dynamic around, but which I wasn't necessarily against Tila being a hero. There's nothing wrong with that, but it's the way they did it that kind of bothered me. And, and I, I hate to give anybody any spoilers, but there's this one certain part that really stood out to me was when, when He-Man goes to heaven. And when He-Man goes to heaven, in heaven, in the Masters of the Universe, uh, Eternia world, when you go to heaven, you get to pick whether you want to be your regular form or your warrior form. And He-Man picked to be in his regular form in heaven with a bunch of warriors. So basically, he gets the appearance of being the uh, the bitch of the group, so, the cuck so of the group. So he's just pussy-ass Adam. Yes. Adam. Uh, Yes. From the beginning, okay, so are we just going to watch, talk, we can't talk about this unless we're going to talk about spoilers, if we're going to agree for spoilers or not. And at this point, it's been out long enough, and the thing is, no one's watching it because it only lasted on the top 10 Netflix for like a week, and it's already been, you know, jerked off that. So, I mean, I think we can talk about with spoilers from the very beginning of this fucking first episode. It's just more woke 
bullshit. All it has, all it is, is cultural vandalism. Kevin Smith has admitted in the past that he didn't watch He-Man, and then all of a sudden he said he did watch He-Man, and that's well documented. From the beginning, all it seemed like was Kevin Smith auditioning for more woke movies, is what it felt like. Because at the, remember Brian, first episode when Sheila comes in and everybody's like, oh my God, look how beautiful you are. You are a warrior princess. And they just putting her over and it's not organic feeling at all. You can tell that they're like, we want you all to understand that Tila is the greatest human being and woman in the history of mankind. It was awful. He killed He-Man twice. He didn't kill He-Man once. He killed him twice. Yeah. And then he fucked up Castle Grayskull. It, in the first episode, he killed Adam, or killed He-Man, and then destroyed the, uh, one of the big, biggest, bestest toys that we ever had from our childhood. Now, speaking of toys, this, I have to mention that the toys for this, this cartoon are... <laughs> freaking badass I, I don't know if you guys have seen these toys but they're they're like they're almost like like spawn level toys yeah i've got a couple yeah it's, it, it was kind of a disappointment and, and kevin smith coming a part of it i really expected it to be a lot better because i'm a huge kevin smith fan but i, I uh, everything was great except for that story it was just off there but you know another director has been talking about getting involved with a television show have you guys by chance seen or heard about manifest no is this another mm. lost-type TV show? It's Well, it's a, it's a TV show about a group of people who went on an airplane, and then all of a sudden there was a huge storm, and then they got out Sounds of the like storm. Sounds like Lost, man. Well, they, they got Lost. Okay, well, they <laughs> got Lost. All right. Okay, so they get out of the storm, and they show back up, and they've been gone for five years. And then they have to go back into their life. And then all types of different things happen where they're interconnected with visions and all types of things. But it's a really good show. Absolutely good show. And I, I watched all three seasons of it. I thought it was tr tremendous. But now it's time to tell the rest of the story. And it was canceled. But there is a director that is interested in this. And that is, is Stephen Abrams. No, it is Stephen King. Stephen King wants in on Manifest. He wants to see the end of Manifest. Um, I I'm interested to see where that will go. That's interesting because Stephen King, if you know anything about how he does his uh, uh, content that's get that gets bought out and you know, made into every movie and TV show that's ever happened, Stephen King is very famously hands off his prop his properties. Once you pay him for said property, he don't really give a shit what you do with it, and he goes out of his way. Unlike uh, the writer of uh, the, the Watchmen and uh 300 well manifest is not his property manifest is not his what property he was just well, but that's my point he's a fan of it. getting into that business at all because in the past he's been asked to do that with his own properties and he wouldn't and the fact that he is trying to get into that business means this show may be amazing if stephen king wants in because he's had many opportunities over the years to do just that well the director of the wow. show is very interested in telling the rest of the story too and has talked about a possible feature film to end and and wrap up the whole uh, Manifest universe. I guess we will see in the future to come, but some things that I'd like to mention are some shows that are coming up that uh, that people might be interested in or that you might be interested in and maybe some movies. So I was going to go over some of this list here. Um, have you guys heard about Reservation Dogs? It starts on August 9th on Hulu. Uh, is that like not Reservoir Dogs? It's, it has nothing to do with Reservoir Dogs. It has to do with an Indian reservation, I believe. Oh. I mean, being... 
Well, being a being a being a, a First Nation blood, I check out any of that kind of shit. But I haven't heard about it. Is this like really? Netflix? Really? Really? Yeah. What yeah. are you, uh, dude? I'm in Appalachia, so I'm a Cherokee. We're the ones that assimilate is that there's the most left. Was your grandma a Cherokee princess? Yeah. No, I I worked and lived on on the Cherokee reservation for two years. All these blonde haired people. My my grandma was a Cherokee princess. There's no such thing. If, <laughs> if, if like that does not exist, it was horrible. So yeah. reservation. Yeah, I wonder if they'll have the guy that. Uh, the, I wonder if they'll have that one dude from Parks and Rec who has to be the Indian in every movie and TV show. I have no idea. But Reservation Dog starts on August 9th on Hulu. There's also a new Marvel animated series called What If, and it's available on August 11th on Disney Plus. Well, if it's anything, if it can be better than Loki and Winter soldier I'll you don't like loki I've, I've been loving loki i've been that, loving loki i loved wandavision i've, I've been yeah, wandavision was good up until the end oh come on dude wandavision at the very end the woman's like no one will know what you sacrificed bitch you're the heel in this story you just hijacked the whole fucking town you're the bad guy <laughs> That's a terrible ending. Are you kidding me? These people are like, we have your fucking thoughts. And she kidnapped and took over the souls of a whole town. They'll never know what you sacrificed. Yeah, they do because you're in their heads. They know exactly what's going on. That's a fucking, that was a, that was a wonderful show up until about the last two episodes. Loki's terrible. Loki fell in love with himself. Now, I kind of dig that. that. I, I kind of dug that. I, I dug Loki. I'm, I'm, I'm in, I'm in a with you on that. Now, another show that I've watched a whole lot of is dropping a 10th season on August 25th on FX. And that is American Horror Story. Have you guys been American Horror Story fans before? Yes, sir. I watch uh, an ex-girlfriend. Uh, uh, I watched, uh, let me see which one did I watch? I watched the hotel one. Uh, what's the one where the really awesome version of Life on Mars? But uh, what season was that? The carnival one, right? Right. The the, the, car- uh, yeah, the, yeah, the, the carnival yeah, one was uh, really sad. Freak the, show. Yeah, Freak Show was yeah. really freak sad. Show, yeah, I watched I th- that one. I think my favorite was either, like I, I really love the Coven. Um, yeah. But I also really liked the Apocalypse one. Um, I, I think the heel in that one was like the best heel in any of the American horror stories and then i also really liked the roanoke um horror story which I, which a lot of people didn't like no that that one was interesting very different uh, it was very different a, mov- yeah. a movie about a movie about a movie or about a real thing i don't know it, it was definitely very different i am looking forward to the 10th season of american horror story that drops on august 25th coven is my favorite but what is the new season about okay so the premise of american horror story season 10 is is basically called double feature and it's going to have two different parts one called red tide which takes place by the sea and one called death valley which takes place by the sand Uh, they don't really give a whole lot more information but there are some new cast members macaulay culkin and neil mcdonough Mm. oh i see there's gonna be mermaids (laughs) sarah paulson as a mermaid damn right a siren (laughs) there's gonna be mermaids and there's gonna be oh okay so i'm down for it i'm down for it so i've got a question to you all because it seems like you are really into this tv show uh i have a theory and i think it's played out on a lot of tv shows california and dexter uh comes to mind that after about an x amount of seasons it's just really hard to keep a series 
stories going. Do you all, are you all saying that American Horror Story has been solid for nine straight seasons? And if so, what's another TV show that has <laughs> lasted that long and has been solid for that long? Well, see, I can bring up a TV sense. show that, that would be solid that long, but a lot of people wouldn't agree with me. And, and that would be The Walking Dead. The Walking Dead has been solid for a long time. And a lot of people lost interest because a lot of people have a very short attention span. But the fact that people have short attention spans do, does not change the fact that The Walking Dead is a kick-ass show that continues. How many seasons are they up to? I'm not sure. It's got to be It's got to be 10. That's a hard thing to do, man. It's so hard to, to, to long-form storytell. But like Dexter, Dexter was one of the best shows on TV for like five seasons. It sure and was. It went off the rails. It went off the rails. Like once the whole idea of like uh, Dexter's stepsister falling in love with him, like, oh, you all are running out of shit. You're running out of ways to shock us. You guys are forgetting the point of American Horror Story, okay? And and uh, granted, Barker, you don't, you you're not a, a fan, right? right. You have. Well, no, I, mean, you don't I, know I, this. I don't go out of my way to watch it. I wouldn't say I'm not a. Yeah. Fan. Okay, but here's the deal. The, here's the difference between American Horror Story and every other show. Okay, Dexter had five years, or so and so had ten years. Every season is different. And it's, it's a serialization. It's like, it's like it's like an acting company. You know what I mean? Where it's like one year you tell this story using the same actors and they're this character. The next season you use the same actors, but they're different characters. So you're saying it's, that if you serialize, it's easier to go that long and still be solid. Like it's it's each season is succinct to what it is. There, like, there's rarely any crossover except the coven and the apocalypse kind of thing. But generally, you know, Kathy Bates is going to be somebody in this season and then a completely different character in the next season. Okay, it's, so by, so by, what you're saying is uh, that if you just don't worry about having to worry about a, a storyline that goes six, seven, eight, nine years, this way is easier to keep it fresh. Yes, definitely. Yes, because each season is its own different story. So all you have to worry about is that season. It's do they a fresh ever do, new thing. Do they ever do any of the Stephen King tricks where like characters will, will kind of show up in other seasons from yes. other seasons? Will they do like crossovers yes, like that? Yes, they sure will. Oh, yes, they that's do. That's interesting. Just okay. like we were talking talking about with Coven and, and Apocalypse. But I uh, tell you what, in the focus group of Rez on Facebook, we will drop a poll to see what your... We will see what your favorite season of American Horror Story is, because I definitely want to know. Now, another TV show that is premiering August 25th on FXX has been around for 12 seasons, and it just keeps getting better every single season, and that is Archer. Are you guys Archer fans? I fucking love Archer. It's one of the best shows that's ever been on television. That is 100% truth. <laughs> what about you, it's Lou? So have you watched Archer? Good. I have never seen an episode of Archer in my life, but I did work with a guy that got uh, tattoos very large <laughs> on his back shoulders. That's awesome. What did they say? Uh, I mean, what would be, I mean, you could say that's how you're going to get ants. I mean, there's no, so no, many. No. Was like One was on one shoulder, one was on the other. Uh, there were two names. It was like what he named his kids or some shit. I don't know. Oh, Archer <laughs> has the back tattoo of the baby Seamus on his back. Yes, the baby yeah. Seamus. Of the wee baby Seamus. <laughs> the wee baby Seamus. That's oh, great. So I know a guy so who good. got that. He showed up. We were working a contract, and he showed up, and he's like, look at my new tattoo. I was like, Seamus and something else on his back. And I was like, what the hell is that? And he's like, that's from Archer. 
I was like, that's huge. Dude, <laughs> Archer, may have, Archer may have the hottest girl on TV oh, <laughs> like, as far. a cartoon. Yeah, yeah, we should definitely meet this guy. And I tell you what, Lou, since you haven't seen Archer, you you right now have 11 seasons to catch oh. up on before <laughs> August 25th when Archer season 12 comes out. And I tell you what, every single season is 100% worth your attention. Now, I want to talk about movies for a second because there are some decent movies that are coming out like, uh, like just recently. Recently, the Suicide Squad came out, and also the Val Kilmer documentary, Val. Are you interested in either one of these movies? I am, absolutely. Uh, first, I'm a huge Val Kilmer fan. It's going to be a real bummer. It's going to be like the Whitney do- uh, Whitney Houston documentary, where like the first three quarters of the documentary is just this uh, fun, touching tribute to such a great artist, and then the end of it's going to be really bad, because if we know anything about Val Kilmer, he's eat up with cancer, right? He has like throat cancer. I believe so. Yeah, Val Kilmer is a fucking genius. Genius, dude. Tombstone is one of my all-time favorite movies. He's a fucking icon in that movie. You know, him as Doc Holliday is one of the most quoted and quotable characters in all of American cinema. I think him as Jim Morrison's in The Doors is fucking one of the greatest depictions of, you know, an icon. And that was an that was a hard one to do. You know, if you're going to be Jim Morrison, you got to come with real charisma. And Val Kilmer is, a, is one of the all-time great actors that America's ever seen. So, yeah. I'm all about that. What about the Suicide Squad? Yes. Have you watched any of the trailers and specifically the character that John Cena plays? I have watched the trailers. I am really excited to see this movie. I'm actually surprised I haven't seen it already. Uh, me and actually before we uh, before we got on this phone call, me and the fiance were uh, making plans because I want to see it in the movie theater. I don't want to buy it on Disney. I want to see that in the theater. It's directed by James Gunn. You know, the first Suicide Squad was a big old miss and it was really hard with that cast to fuck that up and boy did they and uh, you know uh, Birds of Prey was a terrible movie obviously but oh, man, come on it was, it was, was better than Suicide Squad that's great. <laughs> I mean, that's fine, and not much is. I mean, anything would have been better than the suicide, suicide Squad, but the Suicide Squad, and that's a troll from James Gunn. James Gunn just calling it the Suicide Squad is a shot at how bad that first movie was. So I'm all, I'm, I'm very excited about it. Peter Capaldi, who's one of my favorite doctors from the Doctor Who series, is in it. It's just got a great cast, and you know, James Gunn, he's the guy that did all the Guardians of the Galaxy movies, and those are great fucking movies. Well, you know, when these things come on HBO Max, I just cannot go to the theater to watch them because I've got HBO oh. Max in my house and I'm, I'm just going to watch it at the house, but I cannot yeah, wait. Do you know how much that shit costs? It's cheaper to go to the theater to see it. Well, Damn right. HBO Max is free for me. No, I thought you had to pay for new. Uh, you had no. to pay for Wonder Woman. I don't think you did. I'm yeah, I'm not I'm pretty sure no. you did. Yeah, Hold you on. Do. Like right yeah, now I have Disney Plus and I can't watch several movies that just came out unless I get premium and it's like thirty bucks to buy it. Right, but HBO Max yeah. is not like that. I, I watched um I'm, I got HBO Max, but no none of these none of these some bitches are coming out on HBO Max. It's Disney Plus. Well, this is out on, on HBO Cruise. Max now. I can watch Jungle Cruise right now. I can pay like eight bucks at the movie theater or 30 bucks to, to watch, watch it in my home. 
room. Man, let's talk about that, Rez. Uh, this is something that's actually being talked about in the movie world. We can't lose the cinema experience, Brian. There's just something about special. You have kids, too. I do. You, come on, people. We're going. We're going to get in the car. We're going to go get some fucking overpriced popcorn. We're going to get our, our senses blown out by a gigantic screen and an amazing THX fucking audio system. The, the cinema experience and Lou being an actor, I think that he he might be uh, in agreement with me, but there's just something about, okay, good example. My girlfriend has never seen Godfather, had never seen Godfather. And our cinema, about two years ago, they show old classics and she got to see Godfather for the first time on a big screen TV. And of course she fell in love with it because it's one of the greatest movies of all time. But how much better was that experience made for her? Because she got to see it in a cinema instead of at your house with your kids and their fucking Lego on the floor. I totally get that. I totally get that 100%, but I've got a three-year-old, so going to the theater is like absolute fucking torture. So when you go, when you go to the the theater with a three-year-old, you're not going to watch this movie. I tried to do it with Wonder Woman. Everybody in my family got to watch Wonder Woman, and I was out in the car (laughs) playing with Legos, okay? So if if he would have been in the floor playing with Legos, I would have still got to watch the movie, but unfortunately, I did not. So I have not been too keen on going out to the theater theater until at least he is uh, at an age where he can sit still for for a good two and a half hours but you got about six more years i know i i, I believe me i know uh, two more movies that are coming out that i want to talk about before we uh, before we head out to the next segment is uh jennifer hudson is going to be playing aretha franklin in respect which is the docupic about aretha franklin that could be pretty exciting and also jordan peele's Candyman premieres on august 27th two questions i have one is do you think jennifer hudson can play the role of aretha franklin and two do you think jordan peele can make a movie that's not exactly like all the other movies he's already made question can jennifer hudson be aretha franklin absolutely she is gonna kill it it is gonna be fantastic Fantastic! I have nothing but good things to say. Like, honestly, uh, the, the Jordan Peele Candyman, I'm so excited about that because Candyman is probably my favorite horror movie from the 90s. I love Candyman. I, I believe that Jordan Peele can totally do that, give it justice, and it'll be fantastic. First thing I would say is, unfortunately... Nobody can be Aretha Franklin, but if somebody could do it, it's going to be Jennifer Hudson. That's my, you know, way to show respect of how big of a icon that Aretha Franklin is. You know, that's like, you know, somebody like when uh, Daniel Day Lewis was Abraham Lincoln. It's just really hard to be these these humans that are on the human Mount Rushmore, right? And if anybody can pull it off, it will be Jennifer Hudson. But no, nobody can be Aretha Franklin because it's Aretha motherfucking Franklin. But she'll do wonderful, and that girl can sing her brains out. But yeah. nobody can sing like Aretha, right? Even Whitney Houston can sing like Aretha, and that's what Whitney said. You know, uh, with uh, Candyman, it's not my demographic. I am not a horror man. I'm not a horror movie fan, but I did see Get Out in the cinema, and it was 
one of the most provocative, mind-bending experiences that I've ever had. And I was made to go to that because my fiance likes horror movies and I don't. And I acquiesced and went. And it was phenomenal. So anything that he'll do. Now, Us was fucking a, a travesty of a movie. That was fucking awful. Yeah, wasn't that great? I, it was great. It was terrible. And I I do remember, you know, because I did have, I was a punk rock kid in high school. So I had friends who were horror fans. And I remember everybody loving Candyman. And if somebody can make an interesting remake of a movie, it's Jordan Peele. If he can get back to his get out chops, because I think us, he dropped the ball. And man, that's really hard to follow up such a perfect movie as Get Out was. You know, Get Out, you know, it said something, but it wasn't, it didn't bang you over the head with its message. And it was this, uh, it was just a genius masterpiece. I got a question for you guys. Have, have, have either one of you seen Chris Rock's version of Saw? No, but I'm going to. And that's, and again, I'm not a horror fan, but I'll watch it because I love Chris Rock. What about you, Lou? Have you seen that movie? No, I have not, but well, I do want to watch it. Well, I will tell you guys, I seen it last weekend and it's, it's incredible. I really loved it. I loved his vision. I loved him in it. Uh, Chris Rock really outdid himself with that. So if you get a chance to check out the new Saw with Chris Rock, definitely do that. Um, well, thank you guys for talking movies and TV shows with me. I really appreciate it. Coming up next, we have got Cohen the Butcher and Tony from Metal in the Mountains to tell us about all the things they have planned and all the evolutionary tales of Metal in the Mountains. And that is coming up next. But last week, we talked to Jonathan Sly from Blue Ridge Rock Festival and I wanted to play one of the up-and-coming bands that will be at Blue Ridge Rock Festival this year. This is Black Satellites with Endless on The Brian Reznor Experiment. The Brian Reznor Experiment on Superior Radio Network.
Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Brian Reznor Experiment, and I have got some guests. We have been talking about how we are back from the pandemic, sort of. I mean, there are some spiking numbers, but right now, we've got festivals that are being booked all over the country. And I've also been talking to people who say, you know, normally they do 100 shows a year. They've already gotten to 80 shows in this six-month block. So they're thinking, wow, what are what are they going to do this year? Concerts are booming. Things are back. Last week, we talked to Jonathan Sly from Blue Ridge Rock Festival. So I thought it was fitting to maybe search the area, the region over there for another festival and one that you may not have heard of, one that may have heard of. But we're talking about Metal in the Mountains. You go way deep out into the woods of West Virginia, down in the mountains, and hang out with a hot chick who refers to herself as a butcher. That's what we're doing today, and I've got Cohen the Butcher and Anthony from Metal in the Mountains here with me right now. What's going on, guys? Hello. What's up? Oh, not too much. That's like the most West Virginia thing I've ever heard. It's like, there's this girl that she's a butcher, and there's this festival out in the woods. It's kind of what it is. I mean, it kind of sounds like a fucking horror movie. I mean, if we want to really get get technical about it. It's like Wrong Turn as a music festival. (laughs) Well, I I don't know if that's the best way to advertise it, but I will will say that this is going to be a great time out in the mountains of West Virginia. You guys are in pipe stem, and we're going to talk a lot about Metal in the Mountains here in just a little bit but first i want to talk to cohen the butcher you have really been on the skyrocket path and you've become the empress of metal modeling and you are the host of this entire event that's coming up but there's a lot of things going on with you from what i understand you just got married i did i did i just got married i just moved to charleston west virginia i went to las vegas and got married and that was like an experience in itself it was absolutely spectacular you know my husband is in bands and it's really wonderful to be with somebody that is involved in the music scene but has their own things going on as well and like we can kind of mix our things together or keep them separate and that's been pretty pretty cool so what makes you want to move from the west virginia virginia border all the way to the capital city of west virginia um was it just uh, just happened to be that's where it where it landed or did you pick this place specifically or so definitely the target definitely had a lot to do with no <laughs> i don't know i lived out in the middle of nowhere for so long and uh you know my husband owns a company here it wasn't really an option for him um to just pick up and move when we met and you know after he proposed i went ahead and moved up to Charleston. The capital is great. The music scene here is absolutely awesome. I will say that there's like, there's a lot of like younger kids here that want to be a part of the music scene. And uh, I think that it's important that they (laughs) experience things like metal in the mountains and stuff so that we can show them that West Virginia can bring you just as much music as these other bigger cities and bigger festivals like metal in the mountains is something for everybody of all ages. And I think that it's important that we instill in these kids that, you know, as long as you support and you go out to these shows and, and you you just have to be there, like, it, it's important. It's important for the, the whole scene. Because, you know, a lot of the bands that are playing Metal Mountains are, there are local bands, there are regional bands, and, you know, it's important for these kids to see that, I think, for and, sure. And there are national bands, some really big names, including a big oh, yeah 
gigantic name that you guys just recently added in the last few weeks, and that is John 5. And and if you don't know who John 5 is and you're not paying attention, that's from Marilyn Manson. That's from Rob Zombie. This is one of the most talented guitar players in the freaking world, and he is going to be at Metal in the Mountains. That is exciting. It makes me want to drive 950 miles and then travel (laughs) through the roads of West Virginia. Those pipe stem roads are... you're, I promise, you think you're going the right way. You are. Just keep going. Just keep yep. going and keep going. It's, not the, it's 20 minutes off of the highway. Uh, but it feels <laughs> like a century. It's But but when you get there, you are in the middle of nowhere having the time of your life. And that's what it's all that's about. That's so true. That is so true. Like, that festival means the absolute world to me, that it's definitely changed my life. I know that it's definitely changed Tony's and it's, it's, one of the absolute coolest things I've ever been a part of. Well, you know, before we you know dive deep into Metal in the Mountains and the evolution of this event, I want to talk about a clothing line. You've got a brand new clothing line. And I do. it seems pretty exciting, and I wanted to talk to you about it and tell me a little bit about this brand new clothing line from Cohen the Butcher. Okay, so I've actually only released one design so far. Um, I've got four other ones that I'm going to release, and And the coolest part about this is so I've been working on this all year um, with the help of my husband with designs and stuff like that. And uh, the only to buy this clothing line at first will be at Metal in the Mountains. Wow. So So it's going to be an exclusive thing to drop at the event. So they, they won't be online until I like everything. If you want something, you have to get it at Metal Mountains because we'll, like once it sells out, it's going to, I'm going to have to restock and stuff like that. And I don't do pre-orders or anything like that. Okay, so it may wait. be a month or two. Okay. So I'm asking a question now. Now, if I go to Metal in the Mountains and mm-hmm. I buy this exclusive Cohen the Butcher uh, merchandise and, right. and then it's gone, you're yeah. not going to make that exact same one again, right? It's going to be um, exclusive. I think that probably some of them I will make again, but some of them, like, I, I, I don't know because they're pretty, they're pretty wild and crazy. I've got one, especially that is no, they're ha- quite wild. I, I'm sorry. I have to jump in here and say that that is not fair to your fans. First of all, <laughs> if I come to metal in the mountains and I buy this piece of merchandise, it has to have some type of variation that is never featured ever again. It's got to be exclusive, you know, cause I want, I, I want that. that one of 500, one of a thousand, whatever you're making. I, I don't even know what your numbers are. It might be lower, it might be higher, but it's not going to be like, right. You know what I mean? I want, I want it to be oh, a yeah, special. For sure. So I've actually got a lot of things that I like, I have things that I'm actually making that are going to be one of a kind like you will never get this stuff again so there will be things but like a lot of them are probably going to like i have um men's stuff and women's stuff but i am also making um like some really cool like goth girl jewelry and stuff that will be one of a kind you will never be able to get this stuff again so i'm super super excited i've really put a lot into this you know i've been in that business for a really long time i have a lot of experience and I'm basically using everything that I've learned and doing it my own way this time. And it's been a lot of fun and I'm really excited for everybody to see it because I've worked really hard on it. Well, I'm really excited for you and I'm also really excited for Metal in the Mountains, even though I'm not going to attend. I love 
vicariously living through you guys's eyes in this uh, in yeah. this event. It's going to be extremely exciting, but there's a long road that went on to get here. It doesn't just all of a sudden we're at 2021 Metal in the Mountains with this gigantic lineup that we're going to talk about here in just a little bit. It started a little bit different. Now, uh, that's where you come in, yeah. Tony, and I'm glad you're here today. <laughs> Tony is from the Pipe Sim Event Center, and he is the mastermind behind Metal in the Mountains. <laughs> so the first thing I want to say is what yeah, made you because you're not from you're not from the hills of West Virginia. You were actually no. from Florida, right? Yeah. Well, technically, yeah. Palm Beach County, Florida. Palm big, Beach big County, city. Florida. So no, I'm I'm sitting here in Florida right now, and I know this place is a freaking paradise. So my question is, what made you want to move from here to the middle of nowhere in West Virginia and then create a, a center that no one has ever seen like it in that entire area and then take that center and bring all this awesome stuff to the middle of nowhere in West Virginia? What, what was the thought process behind that? Uh, the thought process was, is, uh, you know, I grew up in South Florida and South Florida, I mean, even though it was still bigger than West Virginia, was a lot like West Virginia. I mean, a lot of the roads that are in Palm Beach County were two lane roads. You know, there, there were, I think Palm Beach County has a million and a half, 1.6 million people in the state, in the county, where West Virginia only has 1.8. But, you know, when I was growing up, it wasn't like that. You know, two lane roads, you know, more of a small town feel, even though it was bigger, you know, and I, I just had enough of when, when Florida started to grow and the boom started hitting two lane roads, turned to four lane roads and turned to eight lane roads and, you know, something that should have taken you 10 minutes to drive down the road now takes you 30, 40 minutes to drive down the road. So wanted something a little slower, I guess, or something different. So that's how kind of we ended up here. And then, you know, the event center wasn't even in the plans. It just kind of the property grew and it just happened. Festivals weren't even in the works until one day we just decided, hey, let's try this out. And, um, and, and that's kind of how it happened. So it's, it wasn't a plan. It just, everything has grown uh, from moving and, and building this and building that and building the event center. We were going to do weddings and from weddings, we did comedy shows from comedy shows. We started doing music and then metal in the mountains kind of, kind of popped up now the first metal in the mountains there there were no national acts correct it was uh, it was all regional acts no, yeah they were all local acts for the most part we had west virginia north carolina virginia um i think that's pretty much it the, maybe south carolina I'm not sure. And so, so you did this event, and, and I know this from experience. <laughs> when you go and you you create an event for the fan base of the metal community, they are very loyal to you. They, they say, hey, this person is trying to create something for me. I'm going to support it because I want more of it. The metal community understands this fact more than any other fan base of any type of music. So when you did Metal in the Mountains, you, you got this, this loyalty from these people, and, and it kind of opened your eyes to like, maybe I should focus on the metal community a little bit, huh? Yeah, I mean, the, the, there is a lot of people that follow and they pay attention and they help, they share. I mean, it, you know, I can't share a whole lot on Facebook. So, I mean, I rely on all these people to do that for me. And 
And it's unbelievable. Some of the, some of the help I get from people that just come to the festival, you know, come to the festivals and stuff like that. So, uh, it's definitely different. Um, I, I don't think I would ever, you know, I've dealt, delve into country a little bit, but it, it's just not the, the people aren't the same. They just aren't, you know, they just aren't the same. And, and it's, it's crazy that a lot more people don't, uh, you know, don't cater to the metal community be, because of that exact fact, because you cannot find a crowd that is more dedicated to their music than the metal community. Now, when you built this up to part two, I actually got uh, kind of involved in that. Tell us a little mm-hmm. bit about the lineup from uh, from the second Metal in the Mountains and and some things that went down. Uh, metal in the Mountains, so I, I found the flyer. I mean, um, that was when we were still using somebody else to help us book and other people to help, you know, we were still figuring things out, trying to figure out how to do this. Uh, we had mushroom head, I mean, motor grader, uh, hail Sagan, uh, right. Uh, there's a few on here that weren't here. Uh, but I mean, mushroom head of course was our biggest one. Um, that was year two. Uh, it was kind of, you know, it was great. It's just, you know, it grew from the year before, definitely grew from the year before. It was fun. It, it just, we had, uh, we were still, we were still learning and having our hiccups. <laughs> we were def- oh God, we were definitely still learning at that point. For sure. There are so many things that I think back on now and I'm like, oof, like we could have done stuff so much differently. But I mean, that's realistically like through all of this, it will only continue to get better. Because every single year, everybody involved learns so much. And that's the only way that you can that you can do it. You know, you have to it has to grow as it goes. If you go out and do all this stuff, there are so many things that could happen. And I feel like it's important that all of us are super educated on, on what is going on and what needs to happen. Now, on the third medal in the mountains, it got even bigger. Like you say, every single year it increases. It becomes a bigger ball of energy. What what? Yeah. Give us some stories from uh, from part three. I know I was a part of part three. <laughs> we we had a wrestling event in the middle of the festival, which was uh, yeah. which was very interesting, and that was headlined by New Jack, um, a wrestler yeah. that we recently lost. Rest in peace, New Jack. He did one of the the greatest Q and A's of his entire career was done at Metal in the Mountains, and I, I know that you know the, the two of you are not really wrestling fans, but as far as the wrestling community goes, that interview by a lot of people considered the most in-depth, perfect career interview of New Jack's life. And it happened at metal in the mountains, but that's just one small thing that happened. You have a whole list of things that happened at uh, metal in the mountains. So tell me about it. Yeah. I I mean, some of the bands like all that remains Unearthed, flaw, Chelsea grin, slaughter to prevail. I I mean, there's still people that don't believe slaughter to prevail. What was that? That, that, metal in the mountains that's so funny that is so funny because i was listening to a playlist the other day and i was like damn this band is so sick i was like why do they sound so familiar i was like i need to look them up and i was like oh my god i announced them at metal in the mountains like i understand why because they're slaughter to prevail is like it is definitely like very 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 heavy so it's like it was a little bit like different than what we had going on that year and it's it's really it's really awesome that they were there so yeah that i mean they were there it was uh 
uh, I guess that was 2019, and yeah. and from 2019 till now, I mean, these these guys have really blown up a lot. You they know, have slaughter to prevail. I mean, that that Friday night was pretty heavy. I mean, Chelsea Green slaughter to prevail, yep. Enterprise Earth, Body Snatchers, Traders. I mean, it was a it, it was a pretty good lineup, and and absolutely, you know, and some of this that 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 Friday lineup just kind of fell into our laps. You know, a lot of people think that. You know, I go out and I look for every single, you know, I pick and, and, and you know, and I'm going to reference Blue Ridge because, you know, he's a little different, a lot bigger. He can kind of pick and choose and they'll build around him where we were still that, you know, we're still that small where, you know, we kind of, we can't pick and choose. We kind of get who, who is touring and that tour just kind of landed up on our lap, and which uh, which was awesome. I thought I thought that Friday night was great. It was perfect. So, well, I'll say last week Jonathan actually was talking about the same thing as far as the evolution of Blue Ridge Rock Festival. Because if you remember when he got started, he was not uh, a big festival either. That they were a very no. small festival trying to make things happen, and they were catching tour packages piecing them together and building a festival around that tour package. And that's exactly what you were doing in the, in the, the, I mean, maybe still doing at, at this current time. Right. But, uh, you know, when you're putting this stuff together and this is a first time thing for you, you know, this is your, your first big festival. You've got three years under your belt. There had to have been some, some difficulties that you ran (laughs) into while putting this thing together. And, and and I want to hear about it, honestly, something that the fans don't, uh, that don't realize about metal in the mountains. Sure. You can, you can go to these huge festivals all over the country and you can be amongst 60,000 people going absolutely insane in the middle of a city where you have to get to your hotel and you got to fight traffic and you got to do all this crazy stuff, or you can get a ticket to metal in the mountains go out in the middle of nowhere party with about three thousand people and have a blast (laughs) and camp in the woods and not have to deal with all of the the hectic i know when i was young going to these festivals that were huge like that and fighting traffic i don't care let me go i want to go i want to be there but you know what i'm 38 years old now maybe i just want (laughs) to hang out in the woods with a bunch of uh of my friends and watch some metal you know it's something that's different i'm not saying i mean you can do both you can have both experiences and both experiences are absolutely incredible but never ever shy away from this experience because it is a very intimate experience that you can't achieve in other places now as far as these issues i want to know some issues that you had whether it be with bands whether it be with uh with me i i I don't (laughs) whether it be with any anything that happened that was a bump in the road for you in the build Uh, of this thing i'm pretty sure any of the issues you had with me uh we took care of right then yes Uh, well i I will tell you that tony tony is a no nonsense no bullshit kind of guy so if he's got a problem he tells you immediately and that's another reason why i want to hear these stories of the bumps in the road so talk to me. Tony is my boss, so I'm going to let him tell whatever he wants to tell, and then I will tell like a small tidbit, and I, but I won't name the band. Oh, well, so, that's not even fun, Cohen. Thanks for not being fun. <laughs> anyway, go ahead, Tony. Well, well, uh, so that we'll say uh, Saturday night. Um, now, this is which, you know, the, which show? Which show? People, which? Uh, on uh, 20, 2019. 2019, yeah. so, okay. Um, yeah, we'll do 2019 uh, because that was probably the the biggest hiccup. 2018, I mean, were a bunch of small things that just added up. But I mean, this was one of the big things that uh, 
at the end of the night, it was Saturday night. All that remains brought their own sound engineer instead of using the one that was there, um, had their own board, went to hook up. They waited till the end of the night instead of doing it in the morning. Uh, so they had a hard time uh, getting their line to hook um, to, to getting a signal to their board. So we were running about 30 minutes behind and um, which I thought was great to be only 30 minutes behind, Uh, (laughs) (laughs) but there was a band that was supposed to go on before them and they were, they were on the second stage and it was blue Felix and um, all that remains wouldn't let them play while they were trying to figure out their, their problem. And, and it took all that remains probably it was about an hour. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I had a, another partner that kind of helped me out with some of this stuff. And, um, um, I had another guy there with rock rage radio and, um, he was trying to help fix that problem without having to come get me, um, him and having my partner kind of asking him to go out there and fix this problem. And he just couldn't do it. So I had to go out there and talk to blue Felix and, <laughs> <laughs> That was was interesting. Those talks with Tony are never fun either. Like, and and, and he's just, he's just got a way about him as far as communication that, uh, that is different than other people. So so tell me how this conversation goes. How does this conversation go? Well, the the conversation, you know, blue Felix and I get, you know, he's like, I'm on the phone with my PR guy. He's telling me to blow this place up, you know, on social media. I'm, I'm like, okay, whatever. I was like, what do you want so we can get past this? So, you know, basically it took a, a couple hundred dollars and a bottle of uh, Jägermeister. So, <laughs> so, you know, he wanted a lot more and he wanted me to keep everybody locked in the gate so they could watch him. But I was like, yeah, it's probably not going to happen, but you can go on after all that remains. So he did go on. I mean, a lot of people already left because I guess most people were there to see all that remains. I mean, that was the biggest hiccup of that whole weekend. Um, You you know, we had by the third year, which that's what that was. I mean, we learned a lot, not that everything was running smooth, but um, uh, it definitely ran smoother than the previous two years. For sure. Well, you know, there's a couple issues that I can bring up here that we could talk about, but I want to first say we got to circle back around to say the metal crowd and the metal bands, only way you would have pulled that shit off. If if you'd had a country band that was pissed off like that, no, Uh, they would, they would have caused such a social media stir. It would have been such a big issue, but because you were dealing with the metal community, they were like, yeah, a couple hundred bucks and some liquor. Well, let's do it. (laughs) But here's an issue. I, I got to come just say like working with like working for Tony, he is like the absolute best person to work for ever. I, I would never work for anyone else. And that is because when you do work for him, he always has your back and he is always there to make sure that that everybody's happy. You know, he's going to do whatever he needs to do to make sure that things happen and they go smoothly. And anybody that's like ever had an issue with him is like, it's basically non-existent or they haven't spoken to him because he is very diligent about making sure that everything goes well and everybody's happy always. 
So one thing that I wanted to talk about for just a brief second is your festival being in the Bible Belt right there in the middle of, of nowhere in West Virginia. Of course, those people who live in nowhere might not all be metal fans, and you have protesters, religious protesters outside of your event. So how did, how did that go, and how did that affect you, Tony? Uh, you know, it, it's, they stay out there on the street. It doesn't really affect uh, us. Um, you know, one of the big problems with them is, is them yelling at the people that are actually walking into the festival. Um, but other than that, I mean, it doesn't really affect us. Uh, I know we had state troopers come out. Uh, it was in 2019. And, you know, they said it was their right to protest, which is fine. I don't care. They can sit out there all day. I mean, People call 911 on us. Uh, so it's not just the protesters, it's the surrounding people in the area. Um, they'll call 911, tell, tell the 911 operator that they're cussing on stage. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, my, my <laughs> no, yeah, I mean, some of it, but uh, you know, 2021 is going to be an interesting year. There's going to be a lot of phone calls to 911. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, there will be. <laughs> so, but um, you know, at this point, um, you know, we, we've, we've fixed that problem. You know, we won't have uh, cops come out because technically there's nothing they can do. It's on private property. It's, uh, it's freedom of speech. Um, so, I mean, it's, we have our little issues with that stuff, but, uh, at this point, we don't even pay attention to it anymore. I, so, you know, I will say this, whenever I was 16 years old, I went and seen Marilyn Manson in concert. And when I went to this show, I'm walking up to the the doors of the arena and there are like hundreds of Christians with signs, some of which some of which you are walking up to you. Some of them are walking up to you literally crying. They've got tears running down their face and they're begging you. Don't go through those doors. If you go through those doors and you know what to me. At looking back on it, I feel like Marilyn Manson hired them. And the reason why I feel that way is because he could not have created a better essence for me as a 16-year-old rebelling teenager who wanted to go see Marilyn Manson. You come up to me and tell me that you're that I'm going to sell my soul basically by walking through this door. I wanted nothing more than to walk through that door. That's that's what I wanted. Awesome. It, it excited me so much that it was so taboo and it was so evil and it was such a bad thing. And I'm going into the gates of hell and I'm like, let's do this. They couldn't. They were better than any commercial, any song, any any promo, anything, any flyer. Nothing made me want to go to see Marilyn Manson more than those people standing outside of that door. <laughs> so. Well, yeah. If that's what you're looking for, then we have that. You know, know what was crazy is in 2019, I think four or five of the bands were Christian metal bands. Yeah. We were just kind of like, there's something for everybody here. Leave us alone. I've I've never understood the term Christian metal band. uh, I've never understood They're screaming for Jesus. It's it's just a weird concept. I I mean, a couple of them prayed before they got on stage. I guess that's where that comes from. I don't, I don't know. So, you know, I'm not I, really educated on that front either. I will say, yeah. I will say I seen skillet once and they were amazing and I didn't expect them to be because they're a Christian rock band, but they, they are yeah. incredible in concert. So yeah, I, I, and there's, there's other bands that are Christian bands that I enjoy like uh, MX, right. MXPX. I, I'm a right. fan of them. 
I'm still never, ever going to listen to Creed and enjoy it, but uh, nevertheless. um, So another thing that I want to talk about before we get into this hard-hitting lineup that you've got coming up this year – we're actually in in just a just a week, just a week away from the from the from or the a time. Few weeks away. Well, from the time that this airs, we're we're talking. Oh, okay. uh, we're just a week oh, away, yeah. and we are talking about Metal in the Mountains 2021. But we have to talk about a Metal in the Mountains that did not happen. Uh, 2020 brought the pandemic and totally put a spike in your growth plans. So all of a sudden, you've got this Metal Festival, and it is rolling. It is getting bigger each year. You you are becoming a name in the region of this festival is one to go to. And then the pandemic yes. just takes a dump right on your face. And now <sighs> you are showless. How did this go? Did you already have bands booked? That's my first question. And what happens when you find out like, this is it, I'm going to have to set this one out. Well, um, I mean, we had butcher babies booked for that. We had a tiller book for that already. Uh, it was only going to be a three-day show. We had a pond of burning body and booked for it. And um, But, you know, to be honest with you, um, the show grew exponentially all the way up to last year when we were supposed to have it in June 2020. And, I mean, we had great traction, you know, uh, marketing. You know, a lot of people think I have a whole team that, I'm, that does my stuff. I, I do everything myself. Um, all the flyers, all the promoting, all that stuff. And to be honest with you, I would have loved to do the show, but really the pandemic helped for 2021. It really, it really helped metal in the mountains go from that 2020 lineup. That was good to 2021, which is freaking awesome. I mean, we've, this is, this is more, we, we have more bigger names than we ever imagined. Um, you know, agents are reaching out to me now instead of me having to always go to them. So, um, you know, metal in the mountains, all that, that, that whole time of just kind of, you know, throwing little stuff out there. It actually helped, uh, helped us grow, even though we weren't able to have 2020. Well, to be it honest really with is. you, I think that it's really inspiring when people, when people have that, um, when people have that ability to take a situation that is not ideal and then turn it into something that becomes uh, better for them in the long run. That is what the American spirit is supposed to all be about. And I know that the pandemic really put a beating on some people. You know, some yeah. people yeah. It, it was really hard for them, and then others. They, you know, they made it work. It, it became right. something that, hey, we're going to deal with this and we're going to deal with this the best that we can. And on the other end of this tunnel, we're going to come out better for it. And that is exactly what you did. And Jonathan from last week, that's exactly what he did. And and I've yeah. done that personally myself. It's, it's all about staying in and keeping the focus, keeping the vision and keeping on pressing on. And yeah. I think that uh, that's definitely commendable. Now, Cohen, you had an experience that you wanted to talk about. And before we jump into this lineup, I want I want to hear about it. So, <laughs> so tell- it's actually like it's super funny and super short. But uh, so, you know, my job is to announce the bands. That's what I do um, at Metal in the Mountains as I introduce them. It's important that, you know, people on stage know what's going on. They know what band is happening. And, um, people don't realize how much running around I have to do. Like it is not easy work. So I'm running around, 
Um, I think it was the second day. And, uh, you know, I always go up and introduce myself to the band and let them know that I'm going to be announcing them and stuff. And I just had one of the bigger bands that was like kind of an, <laughs> an asshole to me. And he was like, you're not announcing us. And I was just kind of like, oh. And he was like, we never let anybody announce us. And I was like, okay. And I, I cried. He made me cry. <laughs> He made you cry? Yeah, and Tony came up to me. He's like, what's wrong? I'm like, that band wouldn't let me announce them. <laughs> he's like, oh, my God, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. So later on that night, I announced, like, the headliner or whatever, and uh, the guy that was the lead singer of that band that told me I couldn't announce him, he was like, hey, like, you know, like, I'm sorry. Like, I realized that you work for the, the festival now, and I'm sorry I didn't let you announce us and stuff like that. And I was like, listen, buddy, we are not friends. I was like, you made me very upset. <laughs> Do not fucking talk to me okay. anymore. Well, so, like, so he apologized at the end. So so he kind of made but it good. I was like, I was like, no new friends. Like, you made me cry. Like, we're, uh-uh. <laughs> okay, okay. So so I get I get that. But now that he's apologized and he's kind of, uh, he's kind of tried to clean it up, you can at least drop the name. Who was it? Who did that to <laughs> you? Unearthed. 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 Oh. <laughs> so unearthed gave Cohen the Butcher the cold shoulder. Um, <laughs> I did, for sure. <laughs> it's so funny now, though, because I'm like, why did I get so upset? <laughs> so now we're growing. Now we're growing into 2021, <laughs> and you've set the dates for August 26th, 27th, 28th, and 29th. Now I've got to bring up something here. It's pretty funny because when I talked to you in 2018 about having a four day festival, <laughs> you told me that you did not want to do four days. You had no. I, I told interest. you were crazy. Yeah, you yeah. did. You told <laughs> me sure. I was crazy. You told me yep. I was crazy. You didn't want to do it. I I talked you into Friday for uh, you know for one of them, and and then we go into Thursday. Now you're now you're doing Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and you've got the best lineup that I have seen from Metal in the Mountains ever, and that's really saying something because you've really outdone yourself every single year. But I'm gonna go yeah. through the yeah. list here. We've got Byzantine. We got Crash Karma, Dying Oath, Push Button Apocalypse, Surrender Stella. Mix the American. We've got uh, Burdens Within, Attila, King 810, John 5, A Killer's Confession, Lethal Injection, Jared James Nichols, Seasons the Crown, Until the Dead Walk, Inferior Design, Haymaker, Drowned Out, Nova Omega, Metal Mafia, Black Satellite, A Fitting Revenge, Monster Dolls. Then you've got Soulfly. Oh, man. That's the one that made me want to drive back to West Virginia. Soulfly, Butcher Babies, Stitched Up Heart, Raw, September Morning, Uncured, Dead Engine, Blackwater Drowning, Carnivora, Pigweed, War, Defiant, Epizon, Pharmacies, Circa Sick, <laughs> Head P.E., Head P.E., one of my favorite bands in the world will be there. The Lonely Ones, Sons of Texas, Three Years Hollow, Sunflower Dead, Flaw, Losing September, Co-op, White Collar Sideshow, Out of Darkness, Five Star Hooker, and so many more. This lineup is crazy awesome, and the, the big names that come to mind, Head P.E., Butcher Babies, Soulfly, King 810, John 5, A Killer's Confession, Attila, Byzantine. These bands are, are awesome for this. And September September morning as well. You know, September morning when I was in West Virginia, I tried so hard 
to get a September morning show. We booked yeah. them three times, three separate times we booked September morning, and they never, ever was able to make it. It was always something came up. Now, in a given, they gave me plenty of notice. That was never an issue where they didn't, right. they no-showed me or anything like that. They gave me plenty of notice to say, hey, we're not going to make this show. But I don't know if you've ever seen September morning or you've ever even seen their videos, but September morning is like watching a play of music it is for uh, like, sure it's they unbelievable at the event center before and it was incredible yeah they are absolutely yeah. incredible it, it amazes me that more people don't know who they are yeah, yeah same. this will be the third time they've played there at the oh, event center yeah you're right they did what fear fest a standalone show and then yep. now metal and then, mountain yep yeah, you know what I think it was is I got them used to West Virginia and they couldn't ever make it happen for me. And then I left and they worked it out for me. So they did it for Yeah, so I wasn't there and they were like, okay, we're going to give it to this guy. And they actually yeah. you know, rocked it out for you guys. But we, That's fine. We, we took full advantage. Thank you so much, Ron. <laughs> well, there's another band on here that not a lot of people may know the name, but I think you might know the band, The Lonely Ones. Uh, they used to be Boba Flex. Now they're yeah. The Lonely Ones. I haven't got to talk to Marty in a long time. It, does anyone know why that change happened? You know, I I haven't spoken to Marty since Munchies. Um, I think that's probably one of the last times that I saw him. And I feel like they were, like, even the last time I talked to him, I think that they were just kind of looking to rebrand a little bit. Well, I know there's but some I members that aren't there anymore. I'm not 100% right. sure of the story. We've got to talk to Marty soon. One, one of the brothers, I guess there's two of them that are brothers. I guess one of the brothers is no longer in the band due to family. From what I understand, don't know if that's a hundred percent, but so but that's what I, what I understand. Another, really cool yeah, another name on here, a killer's confession. This band is a sleeper. You do not realize how awesome this band is live. Waylon Revis originally from mushroom head is mm -hmm. in a killer's confession and and he was recently diagnosed with cancer, wasn't he? In the last, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. He, he is fighting cancer and still rocking out at uh, at yeah. festivals like Metal in the Mountains. And They're th a fan favorite for sure. They are, yeah. and and this band is like I said, is a complete sleeper because some people may have never even heard of them. Of course, they they will know who Waylon Revis is when they realize right. that he's the lead singer. But when you see this band, uh, it's a completely different world than Mushroom Head, and it's it's really good. Really good. Yeah. No, I, I, I've seen them. I, I went and saw them live uh, uh, probably about six, seven months ago. And um, I was blown off my feet. I, I didn't expect him to be that good. He was, he was excellent, actually. Puts on an excellent show. A another yeah. band that I've got to talk about because this band was so important to me in my formative years is Soulfly. And Soulfly is going to be at Metal in the Mountains. And when I heard this announcement, I got so excited. I mean, it was I even got more excited for this than when I heard that Kevin Nash was going to be there. And, and you know what a big <laughs> wrestling fan I am. But when, when you announced Soulfly, it blew me away. And I just think back to 1998, the Soulfly self-titled album that album made me want to run through brick walls i felt like i could rip the heads off of all of my enemies with my bare hands because so max cavalera shit. told me to soulfly <laughs> is so important to me the soul you know soulfly soulfly the soulfly primitive album 
Prophecy album, the Conquer album, the Omen album. They have got so many albums that are awesome, but if you really want to get in the same mindset that I am when I think about Soulfly, please rewind your life back to 1998 and pick up Soulfly, Soulfly. It's literally one of the greatest metal albums ever, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, well, we're, it's exciting that they're going to be at Metal in the Mountains, and I think that it was an excellent addition to everything that Tony had already put together. Yeah, I, I thought we were pretty much done with the lineup that we were going to be adding some smaller bands and, um, you know, like Soulfly, John five, I really, you know, those were just, those just happened. Um, you know, it's those bands. I didn't think, you know, I, I thought maybe we were still too small of a festival to be able to bring in to bring in that, that caliber yeah. of, uh, uh, music. And, uh, it's it's amazing that we were actually able to do that. <clears throat> so that, for, that sure. for for me that that says something to me because I mean I I've had a lot of bands, even some of the bigger ones that have been there. They've all told me they love the venue. I guess they love it because it's out in the middle of nowhere. You know, trees all around it. You know, and we we try to treat everybody with respect. We try to help these guys out. We try to do as much as we can um, to make everything run smooth and. Uh, so I think what's happening is, is a lot of that is kind of, is, is going down the pipeline and, and is, yep. I think is helping out. So and putting, yeah, putting West Virginia back up on the map because technically most of these bands you would only see, you know, if it wasn't in the middle of the week somewhere, cause they just needed a place. It, it would be in Huntington or Charleston. You wouldn't right. see them down here. I kind, of, I kind of took your booking personally when you first announced all this awesome stuff because like I had left West Virginia and then you come back with this festival and it, and it feels like this festival was built for me. You know, you got Soulfly, you got Kevin Nash, you got all kinds of stuff. Well, that- well Kevin Nash, he's not going to be here. He, right. he actually got a, it was either a movie deal or a wrestling deal at that time and he's not going to be here, unfortunately. Oh man, so, you know what? He has got such a history of that. Like he's got oh, he, you know what? He's got such a history of like, hey, you know, I'm gonna do this thing, and then like it comes down, he's, eh, I'm not gonna do this thing. I'm he's, not gonna do this. He's not a I, I don't know. I, I I don't know why, but I, I that is a common thread with anything. Anybody that says, Hey, Kevin Nash is gonna be here, you're like, mm, we'll, we'll like, see. Mm, is he really? We'll is see. He? We'll see if he's there. But um, nevertheless, there is a band coming that excites me just as much as Soulfly, and it's Head P.E. Of course, I've seen Head P.E. in concert uh, probably 10 times, and they just keep getting better every time I see them. Head P.E. brings an excitement that other bands don't bring. They, they have a live show that if you haven't seen, you don't even understand the level of live show you're about to go to. It's yeah. a it's a whole nother world. Um, once again, I rewind and think about Broke, one of the greatest head PE albums out there. But it, that's not even the only one. Blackout. That's that's Jared's least favorite album. Did you know that? Really? That, and it's crazy. incredible all the way through. Blackout's one of the best albums they ever had, and he doesn't even like it. So um, they, <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. They are fantastic. So if you get a chance to see Head PE at Metal in the Mountains or anywhere. Always do it. And the fact that you announced them for Metal in the Mountains excites me too. 
Um, butcher babies, butcher babies are a big fan. Uh, you know, you're a big fan of the butcher babies, Cohen. You're you're like a, yes. you're like an unofficial butcher baby, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> so that's uh, if anybody doesn't know, that's actually where my name came from. That's where Cohen the butcher came from. Um, you know, I'm very lucky to call the members of that band my friends and to be able to announce them at a festival that is so special to me um, is 100% a dream come true. And I even told Tony um, when we first booked Butcher Babies for 2020, I said, this just seems too good to be true. And, you know, here we are in 2021 and they are still a part of the bill. And I am absolutely 100% honored to even be a part of it. Um, I have seen them on every tour that they've done um, and I have never announced them. So this to me means more than anything in the whole world. And I am so excited and they are excited for me. Like they are so, so, so pumped to be a part of middle of the mountains. So it's going to be amazing. Another band that I was excited to see you guys announce was King 810 King 810. They've, they've evaded me. I have not actually got to see them, (laughs) but from what I understand, their live show is pretty incredible. Yeah, it is. 100%. 100%. I, I haven't seen them, but I hear their, their tour that they've been jumping in and out of. Uh, they've been killing it. What, what's the, other shows? What's the deal with the guns? Don't they have like armored guards or something? I don't know. I've been told that. I don't really worry about that. They're going <laughs> to, they're going to be in the back until they got a hit stage. So whatever. I thought I it, guess we'll see. when I heard hey, about you know. that, I thought it was the coolest gimmick ever. Like, like you come out with <laughs> armored guards and stuff like that's, that's well, kind of interesting. Well, listen, we'll let's interview after middle of the mountains and we'll tell you whether it you can let me know what happened with all that. But this, uh, this last announcement that you guys made to bring in John five is a legendary announcement. Like the, the fact that Absolutely. the fact that I just found that out today and, and, and that doesn't even make sense to me. It doesn't even make sense to me that I just found this out today, but I, I went over this stuff before we started this interview and I seen John five on this list and I'm blown away by it because John five is an absolute legend in metal. I mean, this, yes. he joined Marilyn Manson. He, I mean, he took the place of, of people like Daisy Berkowitz. I mean, Daisy Berkowitz is a legend in himself, you know, rest in right. peace, but he took the place of Daisy Berkowitz. He was, and also Zim Zum from and the Antichrist superstar album. He was good mm-hmm. too, but John five is literally one of the best guitar players in the world. Uh, metal yep. guitar players for sure. And he is going to be at this event. Now, Rob Zombie has John five in his band. Usually the touring band, John five is, is in there. Uh, he still is currently, right? Yes. He is currently yes, he is. still a member of Rob Zombie's band. Now, when yes. you see, I got the, the opportunity to see Rob Zombie like twice in a matter of three or four months. Uh, I went and seen them in, in Huntington, West Virginia. And then I went and seen them in Columbus, Ohio at uh, uh, rock on the range. So I got to see them really close together. And each one of these shows, he blocked out like 25 to 30 minutes of just yeah. John five. Like that's yeah, just John amazing. five in the middle of the you know, right there in the middle of the stage with his guitar for 25 to 30 minutes. And the crowd yeah. is absolutely in awe of what yeah. he can perform and what he can do. I can't imagine what you're going to get from a solo John five show at metal in the mountains. If you're not excited about this, you should be. 
Absolutely. I've actually seen John Five's um, solo show before, and it's absolutely, like, enamoring. Like, he is so very talented. And one thing that I have to say about John Five as well is he is one of the nicest people in the industry that I have ever met. Really? He is such a nice guy. Like, I'm hoping that, and of course we don't know yet, but um, I would be thrilled if he did like a, a small signing or something like that, because I, I just want the people that come to Metal the Mountains to know what a wonderful person he is, because he is so kind and so talented, and we are so lucky to have him at Metal the Mountains. Okay, so there's a ton of bands on this list that I am not familiar with. So I'm going to name the ones that sound interesting to me, and you guys can tell me what they have going on. One that sticks out is White Collar Sideshow. Is that a band, or is that like a circus sideshow? No, it's a band. Okay. It's, uh, I believe they're husband and wife. A husband so and wife band. Okay. Called- they're they're kind of – so Crash Karma isn't on the bill anymore. They're kind of like Crash Karma, a little different, though. Interesting. So another name that stands out would have to be Pigweed. Pig, pig I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> yeah. I knew you were going to say pig, that. Pigweed stands out. I want to know what's up with Pigweed. <laughs> uh, they're, they're a band. They're a band. Well, uh, apparently, they're on a festival. Yeah. They're they're on a festival here, so apparently they are a band. Yeah, from what I understand, I mean, they're they're a little older guys. You know, they're not they're like the younger band. They've been around for a while. They're... They, they just love touring and they love singing from what I, you know, doing their show from what I understand. There's so a big uh, hype for them. Like people are yeah. like super excited to see them, which is yeah. super awesome. We're like totally like, we're very lucky to have them. And like, it is just such an unusual name that people, I think they want to just see them because they want to know what it's all about. Okay. So another name that stands out five-star hooker. Is this an actual hooker or is it a band? <laughs> No, it's it, it, it is a band. So some of these bands, these smaller bands, a couple of them have dropped off because um, at this point they they've realized that they just don't have the money to travel because some of them are so far away. So yeah. and they weren't able to book other things in between. So uh, there's there's probably about four bands on here that aren't coming. At this point. So five star hooker is no longer available in no. the mountains. You will have to no. get your five star hookers in Las Vegas where they normally are at. Not, <laughs> not in the middle of the woods in, in Florida, West apparently. <laughs> I, you know, I see them on the sides of the road and they definitely do not look five star. But uh but I'll take your word for it. So sons uh, of them in Charleston that are like point five stars for sure. Another one that stands out to me that is uh Ironic spelling. Pharmacy spelled F-A-R-M-A-C-Y. Are they still on the bill? Yeah. Yeah, they're still on the bill. And what are they like? Uh, They're a woman-fronted band. I I mean, from what I could see, they're pretty good. But, um, you know, my my position is, as always, I need to see somebody on a live stage. So we'll see. So finally, I'm going to mention the Monster Dolls. I do know who they are. That is not an actual music performance. That is is something different, correct? Yes. Yeah, it's sort of, uh, I guess you would call it a burlesque kind of monster show. It's like a Halloween burlesque show. There you go. Yeah. And who doesn't like goth girls? So uh, it's, it's, gonna, I mean, exactly. Yeah. Well, they're a big hit. You know, they, they've been, well, they were supposed to be here every year. There was a little hiccup with that, with my, 
ex-partner. But, um, you know, I made it up to them for this year. They'll be here all four days. And, I mean, they walk the crowd the whole time, take pictures with everybody that wants to take a picture with them. Uh, Just sweet girls. They're, they're, you know, they're there to – for themselves, of course, and help the festival, and they love to be in the crowd with the people. Now, so. now we talk about music a lot when we're talking about festivals, of course, but there's also something else that really, really gets people going, and that is the other things that are going on in the festival that have to do with food. What's it like when I eat at Metal in the Mountains this year? Oh, this year we have um, we have Shark Shack coming. We have J&Z Grilling. So you're going to have, um, I mean, funnel cakes, you know, all the circus foods. Yeah. You know, all the, all the nice greasy foods, all the deep fried stuff. (laughs) So, um, you know, we don't pack the place with all kinds of food vendors. So, um, there's enough food vendors for everybody to not wait in line forever, but the the food is going to be fairish kind of food. Well, that's what you expect at a a festival. You're supposed to get the fair food and, Go ballistic, and that is what that they're going to do in the middle of nowhere at Pipe Stem Event Center, Metal in the Mountains 2021. Guys, thank you so much for joining me today. I appreciate all this knowledge that I'm going to pass on to my audience, and I hope that they go and see you on August 26th, 27th, 28th, and 29th and get one of those exclusive Cohen the Butcher t-shirts it's going to be an exciting time and you're going to get to see bands that are going to blow you away i'm going to use this time to put over one of my favorite bands on this entire festival and that is head pe this is their brand new song false prophet off of their brand new album check it out on the brian reznor experiment Clear. I won't let your fear threaten my family. Now you know I'm coming.
Ladies and gentlemen, we are back here on the Brian Reznor Experiment, and it is time for the Great Debate, which is something we're going to do every episode. Last week, we talked about $15 minimum wage, and that was a heated discussion, and a lot of listeners fell on both sides of the fence. This week, I don't expect anything different, because this week, we are doing pro-COVID vaccine and anti-COVID vaccine, and I have brought two folks with me today to have this conversation. On the pro-vaccine side, I have videographer and sportscaster Eric. Eric Lester. And on the other side, I have debt lawyer, Mr. Jason Myers, and we are going to have a conversation. Gentlemen, welcome to the show. Welcome. Thanks for having me. Thank you for having me. All right, gentlemen, we are going to talk about vaccines today, and vaccines are a big topic amongst everyone. Some people are 100% for it, and they want everyone to get it as quickly as possible, and some people are 100% against it, and they have all types of reasons, including microchips and space lasers and all types of reasons why. So I want to get down to the absolute... uh, the the core of this issue and find out exactly why everyone feels the way they do. And the first, I want to start out by saying I am vaccinated. I personally am vaccinated. And right now I am 100% on the side of the vaccination, but I'm going to mediate this as best as possible. And we are going to talk to Eric Lester first, Eric, you are pro vaccine. And can you give me an idea of why? Well, uh, I want to join you in your statement of, I am 100% vaccinated and the, the, the simple answer is it seems like the best path and it's the best answer for returning to whatever normal was, <laughs> you know, you know, COVID, it, se- it seemed to come on strong out of nowhere, kind of faded off and all of a sudden it hit hard again. So there's a path to it. But then when the vaccine got in place and everybody started getting the vaccinations, that went, that started tumbling down. That started tumbling down. And the big thing for me, the huge thing for me for why I feel I have to be on the side of vaccination, is I got three kids. I got three boys who I have to take care of, who I have to worry about their health, their well-being at all times. And 13, 9, and almost 7. And it's just a responsible thing to do to make sure that not only am I vaccinated against the deadliest and worst of diseases that's possible, but that I'm protecting them against them as well. That's just responsibility as far as I'm concerned. I just think it's the responsible thing that has to be done. You know, when you say that, it kind of rings true to me because to me, getting back to normalcy, getting back to something where we can actually go out and and not worry about things is a goal of mine. And that's that's where I want to be. So, of Mm -hmm. course, I was on that side as well. And then also, I've got children. I've got children to have to look out for a family I have to look out for. So when it came time to get the vaccine, I jumped on board because, you know, one, I trust science and two, I had those things going on that made it something that that seemed like it was something that I needed to do right then. 
So that's what I did. Now, on the yeah, other yeah. side sure. of the coin, Jason Myers, you have not, and I've known you for a little while. I, I watch you on Facebook a lot, and I've kept you on my Facebook because you're a very interesting person. And we don't always agree, but I, I love your insight. Well, your insight on this tells me that the vaccine is not necessarily what I need to do. And I want to know why, because all those reasons that Eric just told me are the reasons why I got the vaccine. So tell me from your perspective, you, I mean, you haven't taken the mask man mandate serious you haven't taken any of this stuff serious my or or i see your eyes look a little differently so maybe you maybe you do take it serious explain it to me tell me your stance on covid19 the vaccine and the mass mandates well the vaccine is not something well first of all let me say that i don't disclose whether i've been vaccinated or not to anyone um i may be and i may not be i don't feel like my medical history should be shared with anybody including the united states government which you're required to do if you get vaccinated so when you get vaccinated, it is sent directly to the government who keeps it on file. So the little cards you get that you have to keep, uh, travel around with, you know, we've seen those before, right? During the Holocaust, people had to wear the little significations. If you don't have your card, where do you go to get one? So if you lose your piece of paper, it's a six to eight week, you get it from the government. Some of us don't trust the government as much as other, but you said, hey, I believe in science. Science is a new religion. This is what people believe in now because scientists said it. You know, 200 years ago, we would have said, yeah, the priest said it, so therefore it's true. Now we say the scientists say it's true. But there aren't scientists, are there? There are pharmaceutical companies telling us what to pump our bodies in with. Now, you're convinced that you should get vaccinated. Both of you are. Fine. 100% pro you getting a vaccination if you choose to. I'm also pro somebody not getting a vaccination if they don't want to. Because, the, first of all, the vaccine does not prevent COVID, nor does it prevent the spread of COVID. That's clear. All they say is it will prevent you from getting more sick. This is in the law, what we call a victimless crime. A victimless crime is like uh, drinking and driving, drinking and driving. If you were to go get in a car right now and drive drunk, there's no victim. No, none at all. Zero. Uh, not the most popular. Or well, let me say another one. Seatbelts. If you don't wear a seatbelt in your car, it's a crime in most days. Victimless crime. Most popular victim is crime. Drugs. You want to get high? Victimless. This is another example of a victimless crime that they're trying to, some places, are making it criminal to do. I hate to, I hate to pause you. I hate to pause you because I want I want to ask some questions because you've opened up so many different cans of worms here with this. First, I, you know, the first thing I want to respond to is I don't see how the COVID vaccination card and the Holocaust. Uh, tattoos are anywhere close to the same. I, I don't understand. I don't understand that logic. And then second, because you both said are taking, let me, let me answer that. So both are taking away legal rights. So in New York, you know, maybe you can't go to a restaurant unless you have your COVID card right now. They're battling in Florida where I live at about cruises. I can't take a cruise unless you have a, a COVID card. When you're taking away the rights of people in this country, something we take very seriously here. A lot of countries we don't you know. Maybe North Korea, maybe China, maybe other places, maybe not. Rights are not as held self-evident as they are here when you start taking rights away from people and i remember everybody says holocaust it didn't start with the holocaust it started with taking away personal property away from people and i get it's a jump and it's popular to say nazis and this it's just probably the most popular one but you could be a homosexual in china and be put to death or in north korea so these things happen today in real life these things when you start letting people chip away at your rights, you will never get them back. When George W. Bush made it so they could listen in on all our phone calls because of 9-11, you will never get those rights back. Don't pretend like you will because you won't. Let me just jump in here. Let me, let me, if I can. I'm hearing a lot of, I don't trust the government. 
don't give up your rights. And you know what? I, I'm, I'm on that train, too. We, we have a certain level, of, and I'm just going to quote it, inalienable rights and, and all of that. The question still stands. Are you against the COVID vaccine? Because you I'm get against, to answer that question. I, I'm against any forced medic, medication. Yeah, so if you're going to make me no, take medicine. Nobody has mandated the COVID vaccine for anyone anywhere yet. You haven't been to New York. I have a buddy who was required to New York? get vaccine. Do I live in New York? No, I live in yeah. Florida. Then what's it matter but to you? It's still our country, and it's, we still have rights that they shouldn't be able to take away from you, and including what you inject into your body. So what you're doing here is you're not saying get injected so you can help other people. Those other people could just stay home. You're saying they want their rights to go around and freely walk around and freely go on cruises and freely eat at restaurants, and I have to inject something in my body to make them feel safe. Once again, something that does not prevent the disease and something that does not prevent the spread of the disease. Well, that's another Nobody- thing. That's another thing I wanted to talk about because you say it does not prevent the spread of the disease and it does not prevent you from getting the disease, but it does prevent you from getting the disease ninety nine percent of the time. And it, that's good for you. And it does conv- it does keep you from you know from getting hospitalized if you do get the disease so Once again we're talking about victimless crimes if you want to inject your body and have a less chance of getting covid that's great i believe covid has a 99.7 percent death or survival rate with my age body type etc probably going to survive anyway but that should be a decision i make versus taking a gun and shooting somebody like I, i'm now i'm harming you one of the one of the questions I'm you. Well, well, okay okay brian i'm sorry isn't the fact if you don't get vaccinated and are carrying the COVID vaccine, isn't that a loaded gun that you can shoot at anybody at any time? No, you can Why choose not. not. Well, no, wait a minute. It's you, communicable disease. It's no different so than it, tuberculosis or measles so or flu. Yeah, and once right. again, those the are flu vaccine, mind you, is only forty percent effective. This is double plus ten effective to the COVID to COVID nineteen. Correct, and those are not mandated by law to shop, to eat, to go on a cruise. Those are not mandated to, to go on an airplane, to go on a subway. Those are not forced on you by law to inject this stuff. Well, well those you, you, you wouldn't eradicate. I, I can the... tell you why they're forcing you to do this. Twenty three billion dollars. That's how much they made in one month by shooting everybody up and having a government contract pay for it. You can go to my local Target. They'll pay you five dollars. They'll give you five dollar coupon at Target to get shot up, and guess who pays the bill? The U.S. government. It's a good deal if you can get it. Well, there are uh, there are some people getting paid even more for that. Which I that's a question that I have too is is why people are getting paid for the vaccine? Because you know I didn't get paid for the vaccine. They should you know back up and pay me and Eric for getting our vaccine if they're gonna pay everybody else. But uh, one question, do. you know, when you say that the, when you say that the, that the flu vaccine is not mandated, uh, but if the flu vaccine was mandated, we still would not eradicate the flu. But with this vaccine, we could eradicate COVID nineteen. So, mm, I, I've never seen that before. I've never seen anybody say that before. But even so, uh, polio, free, the me- measles, polio still uh, exists. Polio still exists on the planet. Yes, some things can be great. They also should not be mandated by law. Well, right now they're not mandated by law, but you don't think In it's some a good idea. They are. So let me let me ask you this because I, I mentioned this when I, I first started talking to you was you were against the mask mandate. I've seen several posts of you wearing a uh, a, a, a mask, Lone Ranger mar- mask, yeah, Lone Ranger mask, and uh, okay. and saying that you were wearing your mask, you were all ma- masked up, and the, the the posts were funny until you start thinking about people dying. But uh, <laughs> my question is, why Which were you so? Ag- the mask doesn't do anything. I was correct the entire time. 
Well, cloth mass does not prevent you from spreading a disease. We all know how air works. Well, yeah, but it's not an airborne. I mean, it's not an air situation. It's a it's a droplet situation. And my question is, if masks don't work, then how come flu and cold numbers are down lower than they've ever been? Because they're being diagnosed as COVID. They're being diagnosed as COVID. Here in Florida, you, I have we we have nurses that we communicate with and speak with. Uh, a lot of times, you'll go in if you have symptoms of COVID. They'll put you down as COVID, get paid by the government for the COVID diagnosis. And then when you get your negative test, they send you home. That's what they're doing here in Florida right now. All right. So before I go back to Eric Lester, I want to talk about why Eric Lester's here. Eric Lester is here because he was a last minute fill in. The person that was supposed to take Eric's place was a nurse at a children's center. And she was going to be here to, uh, to debate with you. But she her entire wing was overrun with children who have COVID right now. And she cannot even make it here to uh, to have this conversation because of the chaotic situation that she is facing in the wing of, of her unit. So Are the children vaccinated um, I, I, that I do not know. I don't have that information, but I would say not uh, if they why, why would why would we have a, a deadly disease so dangerous? But not vaccinate children. Hmm. Well, I, the from Titanic what, goes down. Women and children first, right? That's from the movie. For, uh, women and children first, but we don't vaccinate children first. We decided to vaccinate all the adults first. I wonder why. Well, from what I understand, it wasn't ready for uh, for children at that point. And now we're getting closer to being ready for all children, but we're ready for uh, most children. I think the children can get vaccinated starting at ten years old now. Yeah, I think it's ten 12, years old. But I could be wrong. All right, so I'm gonna, so one of them's 10, but I'm not sure which one it is. But anyway, well, I'm going to turn um, it back over to you, Eric. Uh, we'll, okay. we'll, we'll talk about some more pro-vaccine stuff. Uh, you heard what uh, what his position is and where he stands. Well, what is your reaction to that? I'm still struggling with the I don't think he's against the vaccine per se, as much as it's a rights thing, which we can debate rights. That's been debated since like 1861 with the start of the Civil War. We don't need to get into states' rights and other rights and all this other thing. This is an issue of protection of people and protection of people of classes that may not be able to actually protect themselves. I'm going to talk about my kids a lot because they're the most important things in my life. My 13, my nine, and my six-and-a-half-year-old. My six and my nine even under the best quality situations, are not qualified for a vaccine. My 13-year-old is scared to death of the vaccine, and forgive me, Jason, because of people like Jason who are putting out lots of information and he can't process it. It's not that he doesn't understand vaccines and all this. It's, it's the process of the information. He's not ready for that yet. And he's freaking out going, I got to get a vaccine, but it's going to kill me. No, Jackson, it's not going to kill you. COVID might because it does. And I can give you four people who I know who have died from COVID. That's scary shit. Sorry. Um, I mean, it's true. It is scary shit. I've, I've known a lot of people <laughs> that have died of COVID myself. And it's it's crazy that I mean, J- Jason, do you know some people that have died of COVID? Yep. So that doesn't um, that doesn't phase you at all. It, it doesn't phase your your thinking on it whatsoever. Well, I'm phased by the loss of family. But you're not phased by wanting to get you know get vaccinated or wear masks and things like that. I'm not a real scared kind of person. I don't live real scared. I don't I don't run from things. Like if I thought that there was a high mortality rate in this, if I thought it was like an 80 percent mortality rate, I'd probably be more likely to do an experimental drug like they're doing now. Something that hasn't really been approved. It's under executive order. Uh, I got a buddy who's a chemist. His actual job is his third party consultant. So when these pharmaceutical companies make medicine, they have to bring in a third party consultant and make sure they're making it, et cetera. That's his job. And he's a chemist. You know, he, he advised me to stay away from this. You know, it's experimental. You don't know the long term effects. 
Okay, so question. You just don't know. What do you do if you're in charge of taking care of this COVID problem? Obviously, you're. I mean, your idea is wear a Lone Ranger mask and and say fuck it. What's the What's the actual plan from Jason Myers if we're going to fix the the pandemic? Well, let me back up with the mask. If I'm really really afraid. I would wear a mask that would do something or I would stay home and have things delivered, et cetera, which people can have freedom to do. Totally cool with that. If you feel like a cloth mask over your mouth will save you, great. You don't need my mask to activate your mask. You can just wear a mask or, you know, wear something really high tech and that can actually prevent things from happening and keep the air clean. I think that they did exactly what they should do. Trump brought a vaccination in. It's there. If you want to take it, take it. If you don't want to, don't. It's freedom. If you want to live under a dictatorship, there are plenty of countries where dictatorships exist. And like this gentleman said, if, if his children are scared, get the shot. If you think that's going to make you feel better, get it. You don't need me to be vaccinated to activate your vaccination. Your vaccination can work without mine being activated. Have a good time. Have it. I mean, do it all you want. Not Probably not for us, but I, I want a little bit more long-term studies done on medicine I'm going to inject. But when you compare it, it they you, the freedom to choose. When you compare it to a dictatorship, do you not think that you're, you know, uh, blowing it out of proportion a little bit? Well, yeah. well my, my question is, is, is who was the dictator, Biden or Trump? That's my question at this point, because it was Trump uh, that started the vaccine. So let's just the get that vaccine, out of the way. The vaccine itself, the fact that it exists, it, it's the mandation of it, the making it mandated. Like, you have to do this. Or you can't have these rights unless you do it. That's what you want to be careful of. Now, if you want to go into pro-vaccination or anti-vaccination, most vaccinations we don't do. And that has a lot to do with living in the United States, that if, if everybody else is vaccinated, I don't, I don't got to shoot myself up, especially with experience experimental things that has a high success rate of survival of the disease anyway. What, what's the point? There really isn't one. If you feel like you're in a high uh, mortality rate or you feel like you're scared and you want to get it, by all means, get it. I've had family members say I've gotten the vaccination. Why do you, by all means. Why do you think 99% of all of uh, anyone that is involved in the medical profession whatsoever is pro-vaccine and you've got this small 1% that isn't? Why do you feel like it's that unbalanced if you're right? It's extremely profitable. Uh, one thing you learn, I mean, I'm an attorney, so I know how these things go. Like we, we'll look at case law, we'll talk to other attorneys and what they say is the gospel. It's the same thing with medical doctors. If you think your local doctor has done experiments on this COVID medicine, no, they're repeating with somebody else. They're literally just repeating it. I got friends that are doctors. I golf with them. They're literally just repeating what other people have said. There's no independent. I mean, some scientists out there have done stuff, but they're very honest with you. There's been no long-term studies on this. It couldn't have been. It just created it. Well, they've been working on it for years and years and years. They've been working on the coronavirus uh, vaccine. If you feel like there's long-term studies done on it, I'd like to see them. I've never heard anybody make that claim before. But if you feel safe, shoot yourself up. It's cool. I did. I, I did. I shot myself up. Well, actually, I didn't. Mm -hmm. I went somewhere and someone else shot me up. I, I wasn't doing it in a back alley. But uh, but Eric, you know. Let me ask you this. Do you, do you even know what's in the vaccine? Do you eat a McDonald's, Jason? I do not eat a McDonald's. Where do you eat? Where, where, what do you eat? Where do you go? I only eat 100% clean plant-based food. I'm kidding. That's not true. <laughs> I didn't think so. I, you, you I, do appreciate the seriousness, I do appreciate the seriousness with which you said it, though. That's great. <laughs> I am uh, I'm very careful about medicines I put into my body. No joke. I really am. Um, I put all kinds of bad crap in my body when I eat. I, I get it. And I get that it's, uh, it's hypocritical to some. But I'm very careful about the medicines I put in and the long-term effects of it. I, I worry about the pharmaceutical companies and how it's ran by medicine and, and by people looking for uh, ways to profit off of it. Very worried about that.
Well, um, well, Jason, I, I know, I know, I didn't mean to cut you off there. I'm sorry. Fine, um, uh, I know Brian talked about we, we hopefully come to some sort of compromise. One thing I will go ahead and compromise with you on right now, probably for different reasons on a different end of the spectrum, pharmaceutical companies do worry me too. <laughs> right. I'll, that. I'll do that uh, a third. Yeah. Pharmaceutical companies are, so, are not someone yeah. to trust. Yeah, I mean, I, my, my oldest son has a genetic disorder, nothing major or anything. I mean, he, it, it affects his diet, but the way we have to go about getting his medicine is the most absurd thing on the planet. So I do have a very worrisome issue with pharmaceutical companies. So we can, we can put that out there and all three <laughs> of us are on that table. So <laughs> there's no problem with that. Right. But, um, you know, here's the thing. Here's one thing though, with, with the COVID vaccine, it met every step of the FDA approval process for a vaccine. It did it faster. And I think that speaks volumes to good, bad, or otherwise to the amount of money pushed to it. So if something's important, we throw enough money at it, enough manpower at it, we can get shit done. Um, you know, maybe we could throw something out of cancer vaccine one of these days or, or an HIV vaccine or something like that. But we'll, we'll, we can argue that point later. But I, I think that's important to know is that they didn't skip any steps. And there's documentation of that out there. Yeah, I agree to disagree. I, I don't agree that they got something done this quickly. I don't think it's safe. I think you're already seeing it mutate. I think you're you're already fighting. It went from the vaccine's going to save us to the vaccine doesn't really prevent it, that you can still spread it if you're vaccinated, to, well, it'll make it so you don't die. That, that's the bare minimum that we're at now, and who knows what it'll be in the future. I don't know if I necessarily agree that I think that this is a godsend that you guys think. And I don't worship at the altar of science at all. I don't think most people know what's in this. I don't think that most people, most, you guys are probably the people I, I've seen the most that have the most faith in it. Most people are like, yeah, I'm going to do it. But down here in Florida, we never took COVID seriously. We've, we've, we've never really done COVID. We did it for like a two week period and nobody wears masks down here. It just really hasn't been a real thing. I think maybe New York, New Jersey, certain States, people took it a little bit more seriously. You said your kids were scared, so I'm going to walk a tight line here because I don't want to say anything about your kids. But okay, you know, the more the news is on, the more scared you're going to be. You know, if I watch a scary movie, you know, you'd be a little more scared. The news is the scariest movie you can watch, the scariest show you can watch. It's 24 hours, seven days a week of let's see how bad we can scare you, so you'll watch more. Um, I turned it off very early on. It's like I'm just going to live my life and and live through this and. And I actually just watched the numbers, you know, when they stopped reporting deaths because there wasn't enough deaths to scare us. Now they report how many people get sick. People get sick. It happens. Uh, but I think I'm in a low. I think people who are in a low rate shouldn't gamble with this vaccination. They definitely shouldn't. Now, it's funny Maybe. that you're, you're mentioning Florida here because Florida is leading the country right now in covid sickness. Um, so we've we're you're right. You know, you're a hundred percent right. I've been in Florida this entire time and nobody's taken COVID seriously. I haven't seen anybody, but, uh, but you know, it's it, for me being somebody who's been trying to take COVID seriously. That's been a real pain in my ass that no one else is taking it seriously. So in Florida, my friend, yeah, it's, it's been crazy. Like I'm, I'm thinking that these people, like I, I deal with people every day that probably would die in the floor if they got COVID-19. Like you could just tell like people who, you know, who have conditions, pre-existing conditions and they know they do, but they're like, screw it. I'd rather die than get that vaccine. Damn you, Biden. And it's like, what the fuck are we talking about? This is Trump's. Uh, th this was Trump's vaccine. Now it's being pushed by Biden because he's the president. Well, but back up. Why is it? Why Remember, is this not bipartisan? Everybody was, everybody was like, "Well, I'm not taking Trump's vaccine until he lost the election. It became Biden's thing." So I, never just, I, never just, I never people, people said that. I never once said that. I never once. Well, I'm just saying. I'm. Uh, I am a people. Lot of celebrities and stuff. Yeah, sure, sure. Um, people down here don't watch the news. We don't take this kind of crap seriously. And people are not dying in mass in Florida. W one of the problems they've had with the 
the numbers on COVID from the start has been you the hospitals. And I sit on the board of one of the hospitals here in Florida and Orlando. You get paid if you get a, if you say it's COVID and you get paid from the government and you get a kickback for that. If you, there was a time where you used ventilators, you're getting a kickback for that. A lot of these people are being said they have COVID. And then when their negative test comes back, oh, they don't, they send them home. This is happening over and over and over again. But you're not seeing the deaths. That's why they're not reporting the deaths. People aren't dying from it. Well, you know, a lot of people are talking about people dying from it. So I, I don't know, uh, you know, how do you how do you just say yeah those are not real those numbers are not real uh that the cdc's lying to like if they are all lying to us why why do they want to shoot the entire uh country up with a vaccine what is their nefarious plan jason myers i don't know what their plan is i just know probably profits and money i mean who do you, they're looking who do you for see? two billion dollars <laughs> well, I, I think if you looked at the political donations from some from the uh, pharmaceutical companies, you probably could find the trail fairly easily. Um, I mean, you can smirk at it, but it is true. I mean, they give a lot more than us. I mean, and they made a tremendous amount of money off of this. Here's what I think actually happened. I think there was a lie, and I, I think it grew, and the people who kind of were lying about it couldn't contain it. And now it became profitable for a lot of people. There's mask makers. There's um, all kinds of all kinds of things going on where people are profiting off of it now. And it's, it's just, it's just not ending. The, the, the lie is too big. So you think this whole thing's a lie? I think the whole thing's a lie. There's probably disease out there. I think some of the numbers are being inflated for clicks and, and for things like that. And I think I mean, there's a that, lot of people profiting off of it. A how lot does of that not I mean, sound insane to you? Profiting off of this. How does that not? I mean, I know that there's people profiting off of COVID-19. There is no question of that. There is no question that the pharmaceutical companies are making good money on this. There's no question. But the pharmaceutical companies make good money on everything they put out because the U.S. government sets them up to do that. Our healthcare industry. Right now, man. Our healthcare industry is in shambles and no one gives a fuck. That's the problem with what you're talking about. But it still doesn't make sense that COVID is a lie. Like we, well, you're, I, didn't, you're, I didn't say it was a lie. You're going too far. Well, that's, that's kind of what there, you said. It's being played. They're preying on people's fears. I mean, we got little kids now that are scared and they're going to die and stuff. Chances are they're not. We know they're not. We know that kids rebound from it much easier than you know elderly, for example. How much uh, research have you done on the Delta variant? Because it's the exact opposite for the Delta variant. The Delta variant. Yeah. Is that is new- putting children in the hospital with 105 degree temperatures and i'm scared to death to send my kids to school next week that's that's and where i'm at and so i'm having this conversation i'm trying to be a mediator but i'm scared to death to send my kids to school next week in fear that those two kids are going to bring it home to my other little kid and i'm gonna have three kids in the hospital with covid and well, nobody in there, florida so- gives a shit actually my my kids school is saying that they are going to do an anti-mask mandate where the kids cannot wear masks like it, it it's like i live in fucking bizarro world you don't you live in florida that's how we are here it's nuts so the delta variant's a new boogeyman right it's a new boogeyman and all the whole time it won't it won't hurt kids it won't hurt kids but when it's time to vaccinate the kids watch out we got a boogeyman so vaccinate your children remember for for, for the last year it was Oh, we won't get kids. Let's let's do the old people for us. Do the sick for we won't get, kids last. Oh, we we can now get clearance to make money off children. Oh yeah, this is a new boogeyman. You don't have to send your kids to school. This is where the freedom comes in. You don't have to. I homeschool my kids. We've always homeschooled our children. Florida has a great virtual program. If you don't want to send them to school because you fear for their life, you don't have to. Okay, so That's now let's let's making. talk about that real quick since you brought that up. The actual uh, uh, virtual program that you talk about that Florida has that's so amazing well, is I mean, one of the worst fucking programs program. I've ever dealt with in my entire life. It was absolutely a nightmare for the last year trying to do virtual home connect 
project with my children. And now it's time to send them back to school. And, and on this hand, I'm like, yes, finally, they're going back to school. They're not going to be in my face. They're going to be able to go and socialize. And then on the other hand, oh, they might fucking die. That's, that is the part that gets me and puts me in a position to where I'm like, I, I don't, I, I would, I want to vaccine my, my children. You got the freedom to choose of what you want to do. You don't I want do. to talk to me about public education. No, that's I don't. That's a whole other show. That's I a whole other show, It's man. a whole other show to talk about public call, education. Call me on that one. But, but you want to get my take on that someday. But, I mean, that's a choice you have. That's, that's, that's the price of living in freedom, man, is you get, you get to choose, you know, what you want to do in life. You get to choose whether you want to shoot yourself up. You get to choose whether you want to have an abortion. You get to choose when you want to work here. You get to choose. That's the price of freedom. And, you know, you could homeschool your children. You don't like the virtual? Homeschool. That's your choice. You're saying, look, I don't want to do that. That's your choice. You want to send them to school. You know the risk. I mean, you, I mean, there's school shootings. There's bad cafeteria food. There's bullies. There's bad teachers. I used to be a school teacher. There's all kinds of reasons not to send your kids to school and to send them. But those are your personal freedoms, just like shooting your kids up. If you, When the vaccine age goes down and you want to give them the vaccine, that's your right. Can't take away the rights from other people to do what's best for their children. You just can. But that's what's being asked right now. And Florida's the Wild West, man. It is the Wild Wild free- West. You and have I- freedom here, dude. If, if you want freedom... This is where you go. If you don't, go to California, go to New York, go to New Jersey. They'll take your rights away left and right, but not in Florida so far. DeSantis is our hero here, and he's not going to take your freedoms away. He's right. not. He is definitely in a, uh, a face-to-face with Biden right now. Biden's uh, pretending like he doesn't know who he is, but he definitely knows who he is. And Ron I was just DeSantis, trying to get a rise out of you by saying he was our hero. Uh, I, well, <laughs> he's definitely – you know what? He's not uh, He's not my hero. I didn't vote for him, but I will say that I'm glad that uh, Andrew Gillum didn't win. <laughs> <laughs> because yes. that would have been a nightmare after we found out uh, what he was capable of doing. Uh, but yeah, I'm not the biggest DeSantis fan, but the uh, Florida is, uh, I guess, definitely Don't worry, free. DeSantis will fight for your rights even when you're willing to give them away. Ah, He'll fight for you, buddy. I'm not. I, I don't feel like I've given my rights away by getting this this shot. I don't feel like I have. You're I feel not, like I protected myself. When you're myself. choosing to do something, you're not giving your rights away. It's when you say people can't fly or people can't go to a restaurant, they can't cruise, they can't go to school. You're taking away other people's rights. And it's easy because it's not your rights you're giving away. But look, you know, you, you know, defend anybody whose rights are being taken away because one day they're going to come for yours. But aren't rights given to you, you know, your rights are, are given to you by the government. If a company, yeah. well, I'm saying if a company says, hey, we're not going to take you on this cruise if you're not vaccinated, that's that company's right to say that, is it not? Now, you don't feel like, you don't feel that way about civil rights, right? Somebody said, I don't want to serve, you know, a black guy or, or a gay person. You wouldn't say, well, that's their right to do so. Supreme Court's already determined that's not the case. So that's already been put to rest by the Supreme Court. So that that doesn't fly. The government, the, the Private companies cannot infringe on certain things. And you're, you have a right to privacy when it comes to your health care. They shouldn't be able to ask for it. And this is exactly why we cannot get to 100% vaccination here in the United States. And, it, you know, you it, never get to 100%. Uh, you, you can buy fake cards right now. You can buy fake cards. Are, are you, are, he, he is right about that. You can't buy fake cards. That's, I, I, I hate to admit that, but it's the truth. That's that's crazy. The FBI's cracking out on them, man. I, well, you know they they've kind of got to if they're going to start putting mandates on and uh, and start this big dictatorship that you uh, that you say they are. They wasn't the, the bar owner was in here. Florida, wasn't he? The, the first one they got. The bar owner. I mean, was I mean, in, I'm, I'm not being a smart aleck. Like there was there was a bar owner. I think he was in Florida. They called him selling fake COVID. Have you, have you been? Have you been to something. Florida? I mean, you can buy anything you want down here. Oh, yeah, I see. 
it's been a long time since I reported. I was just comment. I guarantee if somebody got arrested for making fake COVID cards, it was definitely somebody from Florida. And they probably had a sign for them in the front window of their store. He's not lying. Yeah, I mean it's it's crazy down here. If you are if you think the COVID is bullshit, man, everybody pats you on the back down here. And it's the craziest thing I've ever seen in my life. And, and you, yet and you love it, Jason. You love it, Jason. Well, I like freedom. I like people being able to choose things. And I don't think, you know, if you had a vaccine that works and you said, you get this, you know, 99% of the time, you're not going to get the virus. You're not going to spread it. I probably wouldn't still be for the loss of freedom, but I could understand the argument. That's what you know, we're saying. That's, that is what, bad. that's the situation. What do you mean? If you were, if, if that was the situation you'd be for, that is the situation. It's 99% effective. So mm, I don't know. I mean, I don't, I, I, what, how do you respond to, I don't know. Are, the study, the studies that are coming out now are showing that it doesn't even help you against the Delta variant, which is supposedly the most lethal one of all. It's the boogeyman that can come get your kids now. And it doesn't do anything for that, I'm told. I don't know that it doesn't do anything for that. I mean, the Delta variant is something that is showing up with people that are vaccinated, but they're still not right. being hospita- hospitalized the way that they would be if they didn't have the vaccine. So That's a victimless crime. If it only hurts me, it's victimless. And you cannot get into the game of saying, oh, I got the flu from somebody and I died. Now you owe me some. Medical diseases cannot be something that can be like, oh, I'm a victim of that. Maybe, maybe something like STDs are. That's no joke. So if you, if you have an STD and you don't disclose it, that can be a crime, uh, at least here in Florida. But you're getting into a very touchy subject. You're saying, look, man, that guy came in with the flu and now I got the flu and I died. Like that's, uh, you're pushing things there. And I, I don't know if you're going to get away with that. Well, but if I want to take the risk, I'm like, look, if I get sick, I might die. Then that's a risk I should be able to take. So as far as, uh, you know, taking any type of precautions toward this, you, you don't take any, I, I don't disclose if I've been vaccinated or not, but yeah, man, I don't wear a mask. Or anything. Matter of fact, if they request to put a mask on, I usually just leave. Although, you know, in Florida, there's Disney's about the only place. Where is the only place? Disney. Disney. Oh, Disney is. Uh, yeah, Disney. I guess Disney would. We just, we just spent a week down at Vero Beach at Disney. And like, whenever you, you could swim in the pool, i.e. take a bath with everybody, not wear a mask. But man, if you went inside to get a soda, you had to put a mask on. Well, you know, that that's interesting because um, I, I found a pet store here that I walked into and I'm vaccinated, so I'm not wearing my mask. And I walk in, that was when they were saying that vaccinated people didn't have to wear a mask. So I walk into this pet store and they immediately tell me that I have to leave unless I get a mask. And I was like, thank you. Thank you very much. I will go get my mask right now because I was so surprised that somebody in fucking Florida was taking this shit seriously. And I went and got my mask and went and bought my mask. You know what's interesting about that? If you find out where the company is from, so like when you start looking at, I had Verizon was doing that and Verizon is a New Jersey company. So if you like Disney's a California company, if you start looking at where they're from, you'll realize why a lot of the decision be made at headquarters and not locally. And that, that's why you're seeing that some places, but no, nah, I mean, freedom still rides down here in Florida. You're not going to have it. And the vaccine's not helping anybody. I don't think, I, I don't think that it's, it's going to be hundred percent mandated because one of the reasons why, it's just how inconsistent the rules are. You know, you're told, well, this is going to prevent it. Oh, well, it's not going to prevent it, but you won't die from it. Well, the Delta variant might still kill you. You don't have to wear a mask. Now you do. They need to come up with a playbook and just kind of stick with it. I think people will take it more seriously. The whole, you know, it's, it's like when your parents tell you you can't go out on Friday nights, but then they let you go out every Friday night. At some point, it's not a rule. Um, it's kind of the same thing here. They need to be more consistent. I think people will take it more seriously. Oh, they're not. Ever- it's been put up. 
They're never going to be consistent because if they're consistent, then Florida man will run through there naked and set the whole place on fire. And then, then they can't be consistent anymore. It's a, it's, it's a crazy situation to be in. Honestly, I'm going to give Eric your final, uh, your final run through here of what your final uh, thoughts on the vaccine are. And then I will do the same for you, Jason, and we will get out of here for today. Go ahead, Eric. Well, one, one final thought on, on the Delta variant real quick. Uh, watching NBC nightly news as my father, as my father has done for, I don't know, better part of 80 years of his life. They had the chief of staff, who's also the chief of ER from the University of Arkansas uh, Medical Center in, uh, I guess, Fayetteville, Arkansas is where that is. His exact quote on the Delta variant was, this is a full-blown disease of the unvaccinated, both the unwilling and the young who can't. And that was the most telling statement that I could have heard. And behind him was a backdrop of all, a full ER, and he pointed after that, he said, all this is Delta. And it was room after room after room. So that's where things start really getting pretty serious up here. As a final just overview, as you said, vaccination, like I said before, it's the most responsible thing you can do in this situation with the pandemic that we have available to us. There are not many steps that we have available to us, but one of them that has been given to us through whether it's science, pharmaceutical money, government money, the grace of God himself, whoever is this vaccine. This vaccine offers the protection that we need. It offers us the protection that we can give to our families and our kids. And it's 99% effective. And by golly, we should be responsible enough to protect ourselves and others. All right, Jason, your final thought on the vaccine. I'm going to give you some time. This is like the biggest joke ever put on people, at least in my adult lifehood. I mean, they're, they obviously wanted the president out, so they made a story bigger than it was. You know, they tried other stories, right? They tried Stormy Daniels. They tried this. They tried that. Finally, something stuck, and it kind of got out of control. Four hours ago on Yahoo News, they're reporting that you're double vaccinated. So we get paid twice now. You'll be 50 to 60% protected from the Delta variant. You just got to buy our product twice. It is like, I don't know if you remember the old Weird Al movie with you about, uh, called UHF. I love that movie. It's almost re- yeah, it almost reminds me of a commercial. Come down here and buy a car or a club of baby seal. Remember that one? I do. It re- reminds me, it's like, how stupid can collectively we be? It's, it's like, they've already sold you the product. And then they go, eh, it didn't work. But if you do it twice, it'll work 50 to 60% of the time. You probably, I mean, I'm not a scientist. But I would say 50 to 60, 50% of the time is like, maybe you will, maybe you won't. I mean, it's almost like flipping a coin. Or is it exactly like flipping a coin? It doesn't make any sense. They keep doubling down on to see how dumb we are. And there's, there's some of us who buy into it because we watch too much TV. Here's what I say. You want to cure COVID? Turn off CNN. Turn off MSNBC. Don't give them any more clicks on it. And see how quickly this goes away. I promise you, it'll go away as quick as the stories on kids in cages as soon as you turn off the news, you won't hear about COVID anymore. Okay, so I definitely uh, agree with two things that you said. One, that UHF is a good movie, and two, that movie. <laughs> it is a great movie. UHF <laughs> is a great movie, and you are not a scientist. Those are the two things we agree on here today. And and also, I would just like to say that the entire time that I've been here in the land of the crazies, Florida, and we have, we have 100% not cared about COVID whatsoever, I have wore my mask. And when I got my vaccination, I got it as soon as I could. And I have 
participated in all the things that the CDC has told me to do. I've washed my hands. I've carried around hand sanitizer. I have taken a shower as soon as I get home from work. I've done all of the shit and I have not contracted COVID-19. And I've been around tons of people who have. I've been in the vicinity of COVID-19. I have not contracted it one time. I'm going to knock on every piece of wood I could possibly be around. But I will say that is why I believe in masks. I believe in hand sanitizer. I believe in the vaccine. And I believe in what we are doing to try to reach some type of normalcy in this country because that is what the goal should be for everybody and that should be a bipartisan thing. Can we agree that the that the health of the nation should be bipartisan? Can we agree on that? I can agree to that. Can you oh, agree sure. to that? Yeah. Okay, well, then at least we've gotten somewhere. Today, we have been talking about vaccines on The Great Debate. Thank you so much for joining us. I hope that you will get your vaccine, but if not, I'm sure you will tell me how awesome Jason Myers is. Well, that about does it for today here on The Brian Reznor Experiment. Once again, thank you for joining me on this journey and this experiment of sorts. Next week, get ready for another Brian Reznor Experiment. And to find out what you're going to hear on that, you'll need to check us out on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or join the focus group of res and that is exclusively on facebook you can join the focus group of res and be a part of all of this progress because we are making progress remember ladies and gentlemen positivity is the secret to life logic is omnipotent truth is infallible and life is opportunity a positive mindset gets you on the road to the good life and that's what we're all trying to have join us next week for more show it's the brian Reznor experiment right here on superior radio network we'll see you next week the Brian Reznor Experiment on Superior Radio Network. I'm looking for the good life, good life. Sitting on top of the world, I want to be shining like diamonds and pearls. I want you to go there with me, girl. I'm looking for the good life, good life. Baby, we can have it all. We can make love by the waterfalls. I'm living that good life after all. La da da da, good life, good life, sitting by the fire. Uh, la da day, good life, good life, feeling that breeze. La da da da, good life, good life, taking you higher. Uh, la da day, good life, good life, coming with me. Got my lady and I got my shine. Money in my pocket and we're feeling fine. Radio's loud and we're playing sublime. I think it's gonna be a good day, my oh my. I can't believe I made it this far. It's a miracle. Floating in the clouds now, used to be miserable. Never looking back since I changed my ways. I'm on that good life tip today. I'm looking for the good life, good life. Sitting on top of the world, I wanna be shining like diamonds and pearls. I'm on you to go there with me, girl. I'm looking for the good life, good life. Baby, we can have. Make love by the waterfalls I'm living that good life after all La da 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 Good life, good life Sitting by the fire La da day Good life, good life Feeling that breeze La da 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 Good life, good life Taking you higher This has been a product of Superior Radio Network This is not just a podcast House of Kayfabe with Brian Reznor and Stephen New. This is a tribe of devoted super fans that have crashed through the barricades, torn down barriers, and broken through the fourth wall. 
This is a creative think tank full of people who have given way too much of their lives to professional wrestling to not be getting a paycheck. This is a secret society of elite fans from all over the globe. And guess what? It isn't a secret anymore. House of Kayfabe featuring Jim Cornette's lawyer Stephen P. New is available now on all major podcast platforms. Just click subscribe to join the Kayfabe stream and get access to unbelievable interviews, in-depth discussions, hilarious segments, and exclusive content. This is the fan-driven podcast you have been looking for. House of Kayfabe with Brian Resner and Stephen New. At the law office of Stephen New, we take a team approach to your case. Our staff and paralegals are excellent and will assist you through every step of your case. We employ world-class experts to make sure that your case is developed to its maximum value. When you seek legal counsel, choose Stephen New and his team. They'll work together to achieve the best results for your case and support you every step of the way. Our clients, why we do what we do at the law office of Stephen New. When it comes to your brand, your visual presence is so important. You can't just get anybody to take care of that for you. When you are trying to take your image to the next level, you need to contact Eli Brazil at Eli's Digital Concepts. Eli specializes in improving your look with cutting-edge graphics that set you apart from the rest. He has done work for franchise with Shane Douglas, House of Kayfabe, Dan Healy, RTW, and many more. Eli's Digital Concepts is your one-stop shop for all types of graphic design, such as rebranding, photo manipulation, posters, logos, letterheads, t-shirt designs, mock-ups, and even AutoCAD work. You can catch Eli on Instagram at Eli's Digital Concepts, on Twitter at Eli's Concepts, on Facebook at Eli's Digital Concepts, or you can email him directly, Eli's Digital Concepts at gmail.com. Eli's Digital Concepts, custom artwork you have to see to believe.